The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Thank golly, Twitter and Facebook are going to stop the spread of false info. Thank golly, Twitter and Facebook huh. cracking down on the spread of false info. That's, okay. The only thing I can think is that they're going to go dark. Is that yeah, what that means? Like, I mean, what else? It's social media. <laughs> it might as well be called. False info. Yes. What on social media is real? Thank you. But they're concerned with the spread of false info again. Who cares? Well, both Twitter and Facebook are say they're going to more closely monitor what you post for the purposes of security, to monitor hate speech, and to stop the spread of false info. Yeah, that's not your job. They got. What do you mean? They want to make sure that's that that's uh, not their job. Their job is just to uh, make sure the platform works, and when I hit tweet, it goes out. Aren't you concerned with nope. the spread of hate no. speech, Chris Cruz? No, I am not concerned. First of all, let's tackle And these are different uh, campaigns of theirs. Oh, okay. Twitter has hired academics, professors, educated people, blah, 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 from institutions like Oxford <laughs> to help combat intolerant discourse, they say. I don't know what that is. Intolerant discourse. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Things that are intolerant where you're online oh, and you're intolerant okay. of others. We need professors for that? Oh, of course. They're they're really good at that. Is that yeah. like a major on? I don't think it's a major, major yet, but maybe possibly okay. in the future oh. at some point. Okay. Uh, they're also going to monitor the health of the social network and watch for hate speech. So they're doctors of the internet. Yeah, apparently they're going to be doctors of the internet, monitoring hate speech and things that they deem intolerant. What they deem intolerant. Yeah. They are going to stop the spread of hate speech as part of their aim to create algorithms to better distinguish between hate speech and conversations that break the norms of politeness. Oh, my God. So on one hand, you have hate speech, yes. and then other you have conversations that just break the norms of politeness. Wow. So they're now going to have to figure out, first of all, what is polite? Yeah. What is normal politeness? What is not polite? Yes. It seems like a lot of gray area in very, there. Very, very gray. Okay, but Twitter will be the arbiter now yes. of what is polite conversations, what you know, may break the norms of politeness, and then what actually becomes hate speech. Twitter's going to decide. Mm. Not to be outdone, Facebook is going to use new technology, including AI, to counter false information that people may use, you know, to manipulate public opinion. What? So their claim is they've got new tech and AI, AI okay. that they will launch, probably already have started using, uh, to stop people from manipulating public information. You know, you put out mm-hmm. false info or public in- opinion uh, based on false info. You put it out there and you're manipulating what the public believes about stuff. So they have tech and AI that's going to battle that. And <laughs> they said uh, they have promised a tough election security. 
No, have they? Yes, because we're, we're under 100 days yes. now. We've got like 98 days yes. left to the election. And they've, this is all part of that. Because what you have is people out there putting false info. Who cares? And it manipu- because it's manipulating the election. Well, and, those are the idiots that are going to be manipulated with or without social media. No, Facebook has an obligation here, Chris. No, they don't. They want to make sure that who every made, voice is heard, Chris. Seriously, who made them like king of 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 social media? Like, what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Sometimes you don't choose to have greatness or responsibilities thrust was, upon you. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't choose this heavy burden, Chris. They don't have but to. But it's not them who, Chris Cruz. The next person, they don't have to. They really do not have to pick, be this... Uh, That's not the America I know. I should, the America I know says, I didn't choose to have this responsibility, but I will carry that baton. I will do that for my fellow citizens. I will do what's right. They're taking the moral high ground, Chris Cruz. Are they? Yes, because Facebook wants every voice heard, every no, they opinion. Do. See, that's the thing. Wait, that, what? That's, that's the thing that bothers me. Huh. They do not want every bo- voice to be heard. Uh, have you heard about shadow banning? Well, I mean, they want every reasonable voice heard. They're not reasonable at all. At all. They, they want every voice heard as long as it's not hate speech or fake. No, info. that is a lie as well. That is a lie. You got a lot of the blue chips people uh, hating on Trump. Huh. They're allowed to do that. Hmm. Well, they, they already have a new tool that fact, fact checks fact checks posts. Who has that tool? Facebook. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I see yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, but hang on. Hang on. You're like, okay, they're fact checking. and They're going to say what's a fact and they would be able to manipulate, right? Yes. That's a lot of power and responsibility yes. if everybody assumes that they're always right about mm-hmm. stuff. But don't worry. <laughs> Because when they fact check your posts, okay, they will not take them down simply because they are false. Okay, I'm done. They're gonna then, what's, then what's the point of this whole thing? What do you What do you mean? What's the point of battling this whole thing? Oh, we're gonna go against we fighting against fake news, right? Exactly. And false, but they're not gonna. But take we're gonna it down. leave it up there. It's, it's okay. This well, is publicity stuff. They'll leave it up. Exactly. But Don't you want to take it down so it doesn't manipulate people to do something? No, because that's how show, they're showing they're being open and transparent. No, that doesn't show that at all. Yeah, because you see, if you if you take it down, you're saying we are deciding what's fake and we're going to take it down. Yes. They say, no, no, it's going to be up there. I would actually like them to take it down. No, if they're they're just, so serious about they're this. They're just going to fact check it. It makes no sense fact checking that. And then post what's fact. So they'll, they, they'll label it false if it's false. But they're not going to take it down. That makes no sense. What do, what do you mean? That makes no sense. Well, you can, you know, people are going to click a lot more on it. And by the way, a lot of people actually know they say users are going to be warned. Uh-huh. Hey, this is false. Okay. And before you share it. Uh-huh. So maybe you go, okay, wow, I'm going to share that. And mm-hmm. you click share. And normally it says you want to share to a page or yeah. whatever it is. You click share and it'll go, whoa there, buckaroo. This is false info. Are you sure you want to sell this? Uh, uh, share this? Yes. They say distribution drops eighty percent when they do that. Once they label something false, does it? I think it probably does. Really? I think, yeah. Once you tell somebody, "Hey, this is false info," it drops eighty percent. So the cynic so. in me says, and you know, I'm sure Facebook wouldn't do this because Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'm sure he is probably the most moral person on the planet. Oh. He's a raw robot, so he was programmed. To right, yeah. That just most moral person on the planet. Uh, 
you know, as soon as you label something false, the cynic <laughs> in me would say, maybe you just label things that are true that you don't want people to know, or you could use it to manip- manipulate, manipulate just by. So if they're right, that distribution drops 80% when you simply label it false. Well, then guess what? <laughs> Doesn't that just say Facebook has too much power then yeah. that they could be the manipulator? I mean, that's just the cynic in me, of course. I I know such things would never happen. And Jack over at Twitter, of course, same type of thing. He's going to make sure that even if he disagrees with something, he's going to make sure it's disseminated the same way as things he agrees with. (laughs) Chris, given the opportunity to share or support one side or the other, those two both have very strong liberal and progressive opinions on things. They're going to let it all fly exactly Mm, the same. No, no. That's what I'm saying. No, they're not. Of course not. Here's the thing. Imagine for a moment that Jack and Zuckerberg are both absolutely committed to free speech. They want all voices heard. Just imagine for a moment. Give them the benefit of the doubt. It's difficult. But imagine for a second, they both are sitting at home alone at night individually, and they have this epiphany. They say this awesome power that we have in America today, in the world, we can use this for good or we can use this for evil. And let's say in the middle of the night, they stumble across something online called the Constitution, (laughs) history, and they say it's important that we support all free speech, that we don't try to manipulate this thing, right? Let's say they take that that very seriously. I don't know. Just boom, this is our responsibility. It's impossible for them to do it. Yes. Because their biases are so strong. It's not biases like this. It's not saying... Um, hey, you think uh, an alternative minimum tax, I'm sorry, a, a flat tax is good. And, uh, I think we've got to have a progressive tax that targets people at the rich top because that's a more throw that out. It's, it's not an argument of policy no. like this. They start at a place where things that we believe they consider reprehensible, not a difference of opinion. This is not more power to the States, less power. How big should the military be? Should we go into Iraq and have no, Throw all that out the window. Second Amendment. I say it is, uh, it stands alone. It it shall not be infringed. What's what's so difficult about that? They say guns kill people. Guns kill people. So we have to limit some, some. And by you saying shall not be infringed, Doc, just shows you're a nut. They start at that position. Let me give you a different, better one. Hate speech. Free speech is free speech. All speech, no matter how reprehensible, and I have argued, I think, quite successfully on this program, that even screaming fire in a movie theater that's crowded should be protected as free speech. That's the limit, the standard people always throw out there. Well, if people are in a crowded movie theater and you yell, fire, fire, and people run out and get trampled to death, of course, you should be held responsible and you should not be allowed to say such things. No. You absolutely should be able to say such things, but your consequ- the consequences for your actions, you may have to be held accountable for, right? I mean, if people die, then you're accountable, but the act and free speech should, of yelling fire in a crowded movie theater should be protected. So it is absolute in my mind and should be absolute in everybody's mind. It's not to say your free speech has to be heard. That people are forced to know, but you have a right to think and say what you want and you should. Absolutely. Jack 
and Zuckerberg, who run these shows, social media platforms, should believe that the same way I do because they're Americans. First, second of all, they're in the media. It must be absolute. After the first, they're all second. It should be absolute. But they start from a position of not even fire in a crowded theater. I don't like what you said, and you shouldn't be able to say that. And it's not just that I don't like it, Doc. It's hate. You're saying things hateful. That is the whole crux of the First Amendment. If it wasn't protecting things that you don't want to hear or you don't want me to say, it would not be necessary. If we all said things that everybody liked, there would be no point in protecting speech. So they start from that position. They don't even know it. It's not about bias. They start already 70, 80% in the liberal direction. Already in the tank for liberals at 7. Well, okay. Here we are. All right, kid. Here we are. Board of directors meeting for Facebook. I'm sure they're having a similar one over at Twitter right now. Now, here's what we want to do, kid. We want to make sure everything is even across the board. Left, right, Democrat, okay. Republican, okay. liberal, conservative. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure it's all even. Are you with me, kid? Are you I'm with, with me? I'm with you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All speech should be protected. Okay. Except that stuff over there. Well, what do you mean? That's hate speech. Yeah, but it's still speech. I know, but that's that's a whole different category. All other speech should be protected, but we all agree that certain types are just wrong. Okay. Or lies that we deem are lies. Do you okay. see what I'm saying? They're starting already, and they don't even know it. It's very difficult to say you're going to say protect other people's outrageous statements. Because you end up protecting people like uh, like Nazis, uh, white supremacists, right? Black Lives Matter, whatever reprehensible group out there, you are in, you're protecting them. You're saying they ought to be heard. We know that a lot of stuff that said, you think I you want to listen to Nazis? I would love to not hear them. The Westboro Baptist Church, I would love for their blah, bitty, blah to just disappear, to just go away. It's not helping. It's only hurting. But as soon as you do that, somebody has to become the arbiter or a group of somebody's the arbiter of what is acceptable. Somebody has to be the referee. Someone has to be the judge and decide, well, that's inappropriate. And as soon as you do that, you've taken a big step onto the slippery slope that only ends with all of us having all of our rights infringed, that we will live on our knees under some dictator. And that's the lunacy and the stupidity and the ignorance of Zuckerberg and Jack. That on their best day, if you give them the benefit of the doubt, they are so ignorant that they are already going to start far in the camp and in the tank for progressives and liberals, and they may not even know it. That's the best you can say about them. And there is the possibility that they also know what they're doing. Yeah. And they want to promote the liberal and progressive causes. Yes. But I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say, sure, these guys are trying to do good. They really do want to make sure conservatives are not shadow banned or targeted or denied or limited access or prevented from speaking or having their stuff disseminated a different way with a different algorithm. I'll say, okay, they really want to do good. It's impossible for them to do so. They cannot. There are very few people who can. I do a pretty good job at it, and I still know yeah. my biases. Yeah. 
That's the problem. So, good news. They're going to monitor the election to make sure that, uh, you know, things are being properly shared. They want to make sure there's no hate speech and uh, we don't spread false information. So, feel pretty good about myself today now. You feel do? pretty good. Yeah. You do? Good, good, okay. good plan forward here. If you can't trust Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> who, who can, can you, you trust? trust? And by the way, isn't that the whole point of social media? Yes. That's all you're, you're, you're speaking your mind. It's just a platform. It's a soapbox. And if you're going to say, but we got to monitor hate speech. Okay. Well, they mean for the purpose of these articles, they're really talking about political type stuff. Yes. Now there could be some hate speech where you and I are just posted on our page and you know, we're not in the media or anything like that. And we just post a inappropriate joke. They could be talking about some of that, but as soon as you open the door to monitoring any of this stuff, are they eventually going to get to the point with AI where they don't have to actually hire people to do it, where they're saying, he didn't really make those cupcakes. We, we have proven the doc claimed he made those cupcakes, but that's a screenshot of something somebody posted in 2008. He didn't make those cupcakes. False. They're, are they going to do that with everything you post? Oh, uh, yeah, that, sure, that's a picture of him, but look at, uh, here's the lighting, and it was done this, and it was doctored and touched up. That's not really what they look like. Why wouldn't it stop there? Yeah, or why would why it stop with stop just there? political yeah. speech? Why wouldn't they take it to that point? Of course they would. And with AI, you'll have the ability to do that. They'll be able to do it like that. <laughs> with the, as the technology grows, they'll be able to control more and more, and they can challenge everything. Mm. Facebook. Twitter and other social media platforms will have the power to manipulate while claiming that they're fighting the manipulation. Yep. That's, that's the genius of what mm-hmm. they're doing. We're fighting against this stuff. We want it open and fair and honest until we can rule supreme. Crazy, huh? Totally crazy. Hey, if you want to stop the spread of false info and hate speech, there's something you could do. It's very simple. Is it? Sign up for a Patriot mobile account. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So you if will I be... change my cell phone provider from a big, you're going to fight against all of this stuff. Wow. You absolutely because they fight against this stuff. They stand. They give money and support organizations and people and causes and candidates that fight and stand up to this stuff. They're one of the few that actually do it. For one of the few businesses, period, that do it. Most of them side with progressives as part of their business model, and some do as part of their advertising model, where they're just like, "Oh, it's better if we just side with those people over there." It's what they do. Not only is uh, Patriot Mobile one of the few businesses in general that will actually stand up for libertarian and conservative causes, they're the only cell phone provider in America today that does it. All of the others are actively working against you. So sign up for an account and start having your money put to good use. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash doc, patriotmobile.com slash doc, or call uh, 800-APATRIOT. And by the way, they have a great deal, $1,500 per account to get you out of your old deal. Whatever it is you owe up to fifteen. $1,500, boom, they give it to you. They pay the old people off and you are with them. You can just, ha ha, I'll see you in my rear view mirror. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Plus $4 a month gets you a Motorola E4 or an E4 plus this month. And if you use the promo code doc, they will waive your $30 activation fee. It is an incredible deal. Today is the day to sign up. It's July 31st. Get it done today. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. 
The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listen to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Sheldon with an interesting suggestion via the Twitter. What is the interesting that suggestion? That when at Doc Thompson show is discussing Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg on hashtag TMB, he should simply say Jackberg for the purposes <laughs> of uniformity. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. They're they're pretty similar in their ideas. How do these guys always end up to be not just on the left, but just nutty on the left? Just crazy out there. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, uh, Stinky tweeting. I can't wait to see what it will do with photos of people with boob jobs, facelifts, or sex changes. Right? That is fake news. Well, no, they would absolutely support those. They won't say this isn't real because they support the idea of trannies and everything else. <laughs> they support this because it's LTG, LG quilt bag. Thank you. It's quilt bag. Thank you. Thank you. That's... I know it sounds extreme and nutty to say that they would monitor to that level when it comes to you didn't really make those cupcakes. But why wouldn't they eventually? Why wouldn't do you, do you realize the arrogance to say you can monitor and decide what is right and wrong. Mm. What what I keep arguing through this whole thing every day, always in this stuff is leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone and you decide. Put it out there, full transparency and let the people decide. What now, that may be that? giving people too much credit and maybe that system would have its faults as well, but at least I'm arguing the same thing and it's not an arrogance to say, "No, no, I shall decide, my company will decide what's right." I'm saying that companies should support the idea of full transparency. Okay, perfect example. Yesterday he tweeted out, Twitter rolls out automatic tweet deletion so you won't get fired in 10 years. It's a satirical post by the, uh, by the uh, babe, uh, Babylon Bee. Mm-hmm. So, of course that's fake. Right. It's making fun of them. Do you right. think they're going to allow that? No, there would have to be a much bigger disclaimer. Exactly. It, down the road, in fact, all satire and comedy and stuff like it this, be, they'll have a big banner at the yes. top that comedy, this is not real. Yes. Well, isn't that the point of satire to like shock you? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Right. Satire is supposed to have a certain element of uh, sensationalism yeah. to it and certainly has the you're making a point. Uh, by showing hypocrisy, exactly, a, a little over the top, and things that often people go, that's just nuts. And you go, really? Doesn't it also apply to this, this, yep. and this, these things you support? Yep. Speaking Duck tweeting out what I learned today, shouting fire in a theater does not express a political or social idea. It shouldn't even be used as a free speech example. It's not. Uh, uh, um, uh, you're right. Uh, but people throw it out all the time. It shouldn't be used as a free speech example at all. I mean, free speech should be unfettered, unlimited. 
What's the only difference? Disturbing the peace or something? Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. You could you could get into some areas there, or you know what? Uh, you with the uh, megaphone standing on private property, <laughs> blasting my house in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're now invading my privacy. You're not on my property, but you're doing it. Something like that. I'll give you. It's not to say there shouldn't be consequences to your action if you're yelling fire in a movie theater. Yes, you got to be held re- uh, responsible. Yeah. I think there's a certain res- level of responsibility that needs to be placed on the individual who reacts to it. The argument is you said something that caused somebody to react and caused them or somebody else harm. Great. Uh, if, if I say something outrageous... Chris, uh, Kirk Jones, who's spinning the dials radio style for us this morning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, killed somebody in the parking lot. Quick, run in and murder him. Whoa. To stop him from killing again. Oh, okay. Isn't yeah, there a... Sense. I mean, that's out... Not that Kirk would kill, but just that quickly, <laughs> right? That you would should react that quickly. Isn't there a moment you're like, hang on, let me get a little more fat. Yeah, let's see. Li- yeah. Did he really murder that right, person? There's a little bit of responsibility on the person who's yes. acting. Right, and obviously some responsibility in a person who claims something that manipulates them. But free speech should still be absolute. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. Speaking of manipulation, but old school, MSNBC still manipulating people out there. <laughs> Who's going to monitor them? Oh, they don't have to be monitored. They're the monitor. They're one of the monitors. So they're Facebook. Yeah, well, for their time. For their time, well, Actually, yeah. they were. At, I mean, uh, MSNBC, but even uh, more so NBC, NBC, ABC, CBS back in the day. And then the handful of... Uh, you know, really big national papers or ones that had national exposure, like uh, Washington Post, New York Times, stuff like this. Yeah, they they controlled all this stuff at the time, right? <laughs> they controlled the letters to the editor. Yeah, where, where else do. are you going to speak well, your mind? Yeah, that's true. Where else did you do it? Yeah, you had some talk radio, but back in the day, you had the fairness doctrine that you know if you were going to present one side, you had to present the other. So where were you going to speak your mind? They controlled it. That's that's all it was. And what did we get? We had people like Dan Rather telling us what was important, who was important, who we should vote for, all of these things. Katie Turr on MSNBC was uh, speaking with a panel on Russia because Russia, Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia. You know, that's that's why they cover because Trump, Russia. Talking with the panel, and as they were wrapping things up, she threw out there how the the Republican platform opposed arming the Ukraine. Okay. Now, the point of this is to say, see, they're in uh, in league with Putin. Mm. See, you could you could oh we we object to you invading Ukraine, mm. you know, and Crimea. But it's okay. We're not going to arm them. We won't do anything. Wink, wink. <laughs> that this was secretly them supporting Russia and Putin. That that that's the point they make. Okay. So she's wrapping up the little panel discussion, and I don't know where she's like. And you know the Republicans they were opposed to arming Ukraine. Here, listen to this. And also, I will say, and we got to go, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But in the uh, at the at the Republican National Convention. Sure. Uh, 
we, or not the we, where the Republican Party decided uh, not to arm Ukraine. But, uh, but Ukraine Russia. is armed, Jake Katie. But they, they are decided in the platform so that you could argue that, what well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Sam Nunberg, thank, thank you for you. joining us. Ken Delaney, and thank you for joining us. Jonathan Lemire and Danny. Okay, so she says that they, you know, the Republican platform yeah. opposed arming Ukraine. Yes. And everyone guessed is like, but, but they, are. they are. We did. Yeah. And she's like, I know, but the the platform said that they did. And then she was like, I I don't don't know. know. I don't know. (laughs) So had the guests not said, but they are armed for whatever their purpose was to make some other point, maybe to truly get the information out there. She would have floated the idea that the Republican platform was not to arm Ukraine. Meanwhile, it was suggested at one point Trump had it added back in. If I'm not mistaken, in the 2016 platform, he had it added in, mm. or at least the part of not arming them taken out. Yeah. So that was not part of it. It may have been briefly, but she is absolutely wrong on it not being a part of the platform uh, or being opposed to it, part mm-hmm. of the platform. And the fact that we did yes. and was corrected. So here we go once again. But listen to her stumble through it. Just try to get the point out and then say, I don't know. I don't know. She was going to clean it up and try to say, but it was part of the platform and then realize, well, maybe they did change that. Listen. And also, I will say, and we got to go, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but in the uh, at the at the Republican National Convention, sure. uh, we are not the we where the Republican Party decided uh, not to arm Ukraine. But, uh, against but Ukraine Russia. is armed, Jake Katie. But they, they decided are in now. the platform so that you could argue that, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Sam Nunberg, thank, thank you for joining us. Ken Delaney, and thank you for joining us. Jonathan Lemire and Danny. So there it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> Got caught with the breasticle in the ringer there. That's what that was. Whoa, uh, you called me out on this. He's like, never have him back. Remember, he challenged what I said. Never invite that guest back. You know what? I'm laughing, but that's probably, that could happen on that, on that little show. If so she's, never, it, yeah, never bring him oh, back. Oh yeah, it'll be like me with the real news on the Blaze. <laughs> back in the day with the real news. <laughs> that is true. Oh, they did uninvited. not like. It. Yeah, they did not like me. The host, the uh, most of the panelists did not. Buck was cool. Buck uh, was yeah. alright with me, but the others, oh uh, yeah, they didn't like me so much <laughs> because they started. I, you know, I go on one time and they're discussing immigration, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was filmed in New York. I was in New York doing some other work. <clears throat> And it's like, hey, we got um, an extra seat we need to fill. Would you you know, fill in? I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So I fill in. And the other ones all started, whoever was on that day, with the topic was immigration. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned a couple of news stories that were out. And as the discussion opened up, I think it was SE Cup, started with a statement of like, well, yeah, we all know that there's no way to actually deport all of those illegals. So now let's just start the discussion from there. Like, what? Yeah, it was like starting from a point of, well, we're all in agreement here, right? We can't actually deport all of those people. So moving forward, let's open up this discussion or whatever. It's like, whoa there, Sparky. Hang on a second. <laughs> we can't deport them? And the look of horror. <laughs> How dare you, Doc Thompson? Because SC Cup is not actually a conservative, please. And they throw this stuff out there. And I was like, why can't we deport them? Oh, turd in the punch bowl, turd in the punch bowl. That's what that's what I was. I was like, how dare you uncouth and uncivilized suggest we actually deport them. <laughs> Never have him back. See if he's available for Katie Turr's program instead. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, they did not. It's they funny because like 
you also went on, a, on a, I think it was the beginning of last year. You went on, I think it was 24 iNews, blah, blah, blah. And like you challenged. <laughs> I do. I'm like. You challenged the guy, the host, and you were, and they were like, all right. And that was it. And then, Hey, we back never in get, a moment with more. <laughs> we never got an invitation. Get back. the hook. Get the hook. <laughs> hook off the screen. We only got two invitations. The second was when they did not like that you challenged them. And no, bye bye. That was it. Cause they don't want it. They, they're concerned. All of these people are concerned with looking good. Yeah. That's what it is. Katie Tur, Essie, whoever it is. They're mainly concerned about their image. Honest to God, look at them. Listen to what they say. I don't care who it is. Point to somebody on there. There are very few that are not first and foremost concerned with their brand and their image. It's their ego. Now, a healthy ego, nothing wrong with that. In fact, it can it helps a lot of successful people. Having an ego and being driven, there's a fine line be, between you having you know a healthy ego that drives you and says I want good things and let's accomplish stuff and becoming crazy you know treating people fine line it's easy to cross over so there's nothing wrong with having some ego but their main concern is that they look good and it drives what they do they're not as concerned about the conservative ideas and values that we talk about no. for many of them I'm not going to mention any other many other names but especially a lot of younger ones. Just jumped over to I. Uh, I sent Chris a uh, an email last night. Did you get it? Yes, I did. Am I wrong about that person? Mm-hmm. Okay, can't uh, say, but no. a lot of young conservatives out there and Trump fanatics that are younger that got on the bandwagon are not actually concerned or primarily concerned with the ideas and values we discuss. Their concern is building their brand. They will pretend they're a conservative libertarian. They will argue some of the points, and they are not. Look at people who sold out when it came to Trump Trump not having a track record and actually saying things that were not conservative, not supporting conservatives, and instead uh, supporting progressives, liberals, and Democrats. When I dared to mention those things, those people are like, just get on board with Trump and whatever. Really? So they were mainly concerned with building their brand. There are young uh, millennial conservatives out there that bang, bang that drum every day. They don't live that. There's older ones, nationally recognized, powerful, influential people on Fox and other networks like that that are not actually living those values. They don't do that. Why? Because it's a brand. They're playing a character and they found success. So that's what a lot of them are concerned with. Their image, their brand, the way they look, the way they sound, being uh, not being challenged. They rule supreme. And I ask you, am I concerned with my image? <laughs> am I concerned with my image, Chris Cruz? No, you're not. No, no. no. Are you concerned with your image? I don't care. No. <laughs> you really think I care? Uh, right this second, as I said, am I concerned? If I made the argument right now, okay. you know, I'm very concerned about my image. <laughs> you know, I've got to build my brand and image. And uh, it's something I'm, I take very seriously. If I made that argument right now, people would be going, oh, there's a picture in the shower. <laughs> oh, here's the picture. What other, here's, here's the picture in the straw hat. I just saw two, two people tweet out a picture of me at a nurse outfit. Do you really think I care right, exactly. what I look like? Right, that's my point. Look at that nurse they outfit. I know this. My fat blob belly is just out there. I mean, listen, everybody 
us included, you want to look your best. It would be nice to have and yes. do. And there's certain there are certain things that you're like, oh, okay, I'm really kind of embarrassed by that, or I prefer. But in the grand scheme of things, first and foremost on my list is those values we talk about. And some of it comes from a selfish place. You're I'm trying to protect family and friends and things I care about. But that's where I start. And and we should all do that every day. Even even liberals. I mean, hold people accountable if you support them and follow them. It's not just challenging people to be an ass or to try to find, you know, flaws in what they say. It's not a gotcha question. Maybe maybe that's what everybody else does. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'd be more successful in my career if that's what I was doing. If I just sold out and said, fine, that's my purpose. A gotcha question is, you know, to, to make myself look good and to posture and all of this. It's not about that. It's just I get tired of people lying and manipulating lack of transparency. Oh, it frustrates me. Yeah. Doc Thompson, turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> That's really, dude, it was so funny. Yeah. We got to see if we can find that one where I was like, whoa, why can't we deport him? I was thinking about it, and uh, I think I think have access to those servers. We got to go and try to I find think. it. There was a, it was funny because there was just a hint of it. I'm nowhere near as bright, but a hint of it of Milton Friedman on with uh, Donahue back in the day. <laughs> well, of course, with this news uh, story today about immigration and so-and-so saying this is the facts. Of course, with that, we all recognize everybody at the table, right? Panel that we could not, uh, of course, deport all illegals so let's continue the discussion and i was like this why why can't we deport them <laughs> it was like that <sighs> excuse me mr thompson you're suggesting why can't we deport them <laughs> we don't say we can't uh, stop people from speeding we don't say we can't stop people from murdering we still try to do it right <laughs> that's what it was like it's like okay the disinvite. <laughs> we have to have the fifth chair uh, install some sort of ejector seat, some sort of drop down underneath the chair. <laughs> drop, yeah. Just some sort of trap door or ejector seat. Whatever is the most cost effective. <laughs> That's what they need. All right. Get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. If you're having trouble hearing us this morning, it could be your um, your phone, could be your computer, mm-hmm. could be the Bluetooth. Or- it could be just your ears with all that wax buildup. <laughs> People have that problem. Have you ever get the itch in your ear that you can't get rid of? The itch you're just like, I just can't, whatever, just itch in my... Yeah, it could be that you're not properly cleaning your ears out. Are you shoving stuff in there? That's going to be bad for your ears as well. You know you shouldn't be shoving the Q-tip, the car keys, your fingernail, whatever it is that you are shoving in there. It's just not going to be good for you. It's not healthy. You never know when you're going to do damage. There is an effective and efficient and a safe way to clean out the earwax from your ears. It's called WaxRx. If you go to the website, use WaxRx. You can order the system and have it shipped to your house. If you use the promo code radio, they'll do it for free, at least the shipping portion. Mm use waxrx.com is the website to get the system that has three steps to it they send you the ear drops that cleans and loosens all the earwax out the specially designed pump that flushes it all out and then to top it off a ph balance rinse and your ears feel all soft and supple make sure you have the right ph balance in your ear you understand pH balance, right? Yes, I do. Yes. Maybe you can explain it to me because I have no idea. I've always heard that pH balance. It has to be balanced. Which? The P and the H? The P and the H. So usually, you know, when you clean your ears, the P gets a little low. So you have to raise your see, P with the See, I always see pH H. balance. Is it a balancing of the P and the H? Yes. Or is it the pH balance is something else? No, no, no. You have to balance the P and the H. What is the P and the H? 
What do you mean? What's a P and the H? It's just chemicals are inside your ears. Chemical P, yes, and chemical H, yes. Is that like the chemical symbol on the periodic scale? Yes. The, yeah, you got the P. Like C is carbon. Yes, and you got the o H. O is oxygen. Yes. Or, yes. And the P and the H. Yes, and when you that, and when they're balanced. They're balanced. That you're good to go. And if it gets out of whack, and they're not, <laughs> that's where the trouble happens. Okay, because yes. I've always been confused about yes. that. But nevertheless, they will balance it. Just uh, log on to usewaxrx.com. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Thompson. <laughs> Crazy. It is insane. People are so nuts. That's my new wallpaper. Uh, there was a study that um, I mentioned yesterday on the other show about um, um, trigger warnings and preparing people and, and uh, uh, safe spaces. Okay. And they did this study, and I'm going from memory. Uh, just just came out in the last couple of days that show trigger warnings actually make things worse for people. Really? Right. And there was another, another study done three years ago where these psychologists say that safe spaces and trigger warnings and stuff like that, safe spaces meaning the safe from hateful speech, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. safe spaces in like, hey, somebody was just gunned down. We're going to keep you safe in this little you know panic room or something that it actually does more harm than good. And they argue so pointedly that it flies in the face of all mental health uh, services. Okay. Because mental health is based on getting people through the situation, not avoiding the situation. Remember when I've joked about desensitizing people to things yes, that are bothered yes, by? Yes, yes, I'm absolutely right, according to these psychologists. Really? It is, they're like the safe spaces and trigger warnings are a 180 from everything that the, the doctrines of mental health services are about. The foundation is let's get you through it. So the example I use, let's say... You have a fear of snakes. Okay. Well, no, that's a bad example. Why is that? No, there's people well, out there with fear of snakes. There are, but that's kind of weird because snakes are evil. So it's if, if you do fear snakes, that makes sense because it's pure evil. Okay. Let's say a fear of heights. Okay. Or a fear of spiders. Mm-hmm. You know, just something, you know, that you're unreasonably afraid of. Why would you be afraid of these things? You know, not like evil snakes. And you say, okay, I'm having a problem. You know, it's not just I don't like Mm -hmm. heights or spiders. It's actually affecting my life. I don't like heights to the point that I can't leave my house anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't go anywhere because everywhere I go, I may have to step up on a curb, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I got to get through this. So you go and talk to somebody about it. How do they get you through that? They They don't say, we'll put trigger warnings on everything where there's going to be a, you know, where you'll have to increase your elevation and you should avoid all of those. No, No, that's not practical. You got to find a way to live. Mm-hmm. They say, we've got to teach you to not be afraid of this or not as afraid. Let's get you through it. Yeah. And so they start exposing you to it in very controlled environments to mm-hmm. show you it's okay. And they slowly move you through this. Trigger warnings and safe spaces show you uh, or just make it worse. If you're afraid of, of heights and you say, I'm going to avoid, 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 it just builds and makes it worse. Now, the point of me saying this is that down the road, 
it's going to be worse. The more safe spaces and trigger warnings, it's only going to get worse for us as a society. How long have we had safe spaces and trigger warnings? For a long time. Yes. This goes back to the everybody gets a trophy. How it's the same thing. We, if, <laughs> listen, you didn't come in first. Try harder. You're not getting a trophy. It's okay. We've been doing that 30 years. And what do we talk about all the time? Mental health. Stephen Paddock murdered 58 people. You got people going into school, shooting them up in uh, Parkland and killing people. Mental health is a challenge today. And we've spent the last 30 years coddling people. You don't think there's a correlation? There has to be. There has to be. has to be a part of this. At a book signing in Middletown, Rhode Island uh, over the weekend, a man confronted Sean Spicer. Did you see this? No, I didn't see this. He claims Sean used a racial epithet against him during their time in prep school. <laughs> okay. He, uh, he's standing in line waiting because Sean's got the new book we've been telling you about, uh, mm-hmm. the briefing. Mm-hmm. He's standing in line and yelled, hey, Sean, Sean Spicer, Sean. And Sean replied, hey, how are you? Because he recognized him mm-hmm. from school. You know, thought the guy was like, hey, remember me, buddy, from school. The guy's name is Alex Lombard. He happens to be black. And when Sean said, hey, hey, how you doing? He accused him of using the N-word back in the day and trying to fight him. What? Yeah. He said, don't you remember? You don't remember that you tried to fight me? You called me and... And he said the word first. Okay, you've been carrying this around 35 years? You know he has. And he goes, I was 14 then. I was a scared kid, Sean. I'm not scared to fight you now. (laughs) Sean just continued to sign and security got the guy out of there. You've been carrying that around? Dude, we all have stuff like that. We all have people who've said things like that. Even the person that may have been a bully in your school got bullied or has some crap going on at home or something. Nobody gets out unscathed. Nobody has the perfect little life. It's all crap served to all of us at times. Now, it doesn't make it right if he said that, but that's on you now. If over the last 35 years, you're carrying this around, you did more to yourself than he did. I was a scared 14-year-old. All right. So now you're going to what? Kick Sean's ass? Let's say the security goes, hey, Sean, we don't like bullies. Have at him. What are you going to do? You're going to fight him? You're going to fight him? What if Sean was like, you know what? F you, buddy. It's been 35 years. Get over it. Or I didn't say it or whatever. It triggers him. You're, you're going to fight him. You're going to fight him. Physical. And what will that do for you? Nothing. It's going to make you feel good? Eh, most of the time when you get that opportunity to do something like that, you don't walk away feeling good. You don't. And even so. So you're actually going to fight him now, 35 years later. Physical confrontation at when he threatened you, allegedly, 35 years ago. So two wrongs make a right. Yeah, I guess. You're insane. Get over this stuff. It doesn't mean it's right. But if somebody wrongs you and you're carrying around 35 years later, come on, man. That's on you now. He does not give an F. He doesn't. I've been sitting there watching you on TV on Saturday Night Live. You know that's not me, right? You're one of the cast members. You're rich. You got on there. No, that's not me. You work for the president and moonlighted on Saturday Night Live. that's not me. Oh, it's not you. No, that was a female. You're messing with me, huh? That was a female, actually. Oh, that was a woman now. That was a woman, yes. Why are you so filled with hate? Think about this. He's calling out Sean for being filled with hate. And what's he doing? Hating on him. him. (laughs) 
Hey, uh, Sean's book is out. If you haven't uh, had a chance to download it, go to audible.com. You can even get an Audible account often via your Prime account. That's how I have mine through. I think it's maybe $10 a month. Is that what it is? I don't know. Something like that. It might be a yearly mine one. Mine comes with the... Your mind comes with yeah. one of the uh, comes with one of the packages too, or whatever. But check it out. It's called the briefing. It's Sean's tale of politics and the press and the president. What it was like in as his time as press secretary for the president for those first seven months, which during that transaction had to be a yeah. circus. Yeah, to be during any administration to be there in the early days be there at all but during those early days where he's moving in and all the claims of he's not going to live in the white house and then he's also in uh new york and he's down at mar-a-lago and all the claims and no one expected him to win can you imagine what that's like yeah well here first tale accounts of what that was like via sean spicer's new book called the briefing the audible the it's via audible you can hear it in his own words if you download it today via audible again it's sean spicer and the briefing check it out today kathleen debur saying trigger warnings equal conservatives are the trigger nicely try facebook nice try facebook This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. There it is. Okay, good. There it is. Okay, we got the uh, the nurse picture. Yep. Got the snake pictures. Yep. Good. Okay, good. We got those. It's a normal day. Of our sister today. <laughs> normal Check day. Check that off the list. Speaking of checking it off the list, uh, not a real Doctor J uh, <laughs> tweeting See, Sean he- Spicer's high school enemy. And it's a GIF of. Have you ever seen that? You know. What no, that is? I don't know what that is. That's why that's I didn't... Steve Buscemi. I'm yeah, I know think what that movie is. Yeah. that is. Is it uh, Wayne's World? I think that's Wayne's World. Can you see what they're scratching? It it is Wayne's World. Okay, yeah, where uh, he has this like kill list from high school, <laughs> <laughs> and he scratch. Oh, he uh, apologized. Or <laughs> not a bad guy. Let me go ahead and scratch him off the like. No, that's Billy Madison. Oh, is it Billy Madison? Yeah, it's Billy was... Madison. You know, he has a shotgun and shoots the guy at the end for... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler! That, whoa, a... whoa! Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, Spoiler it's, alert! It's a 20-year-old movie. Come on, if you haven't seen it now... Uh, Kirk, what are you doing, man? It's what a 20-year-old movie. It's on his list. It's on my list! You're late. By the that's, way, that's you just made fault. his list, Kirk. <laughs> you just <laughs> added he, your name. No, he's been on the list. Kill Kirk Jones. He's yeah, I'm surprised I'm still here, honestly. So, But he scratches off like people he was going to kill, right? Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this close to killing Billy Madison. And Billy Madison calls up and says, sorry, I bullied you back in the day, and scratches mm-hmm. him off the list. DM and DM, Doc. Doc Thompson, remember that one time you called me a progressive and wanted to fight? Well, I was just a scared 26-year-old kid living in my mom's basement, but now I'm not scared to fight you on Twitter from my mom's basement all day. <laughs> uh, also, another one from Not A Real Dr. J. It wasn't a turd in the punch bowl. It was just a baby Ruth. Do you know that? No, I don't know that one either. <gasps> Caddyshack? Oh, I haven't seen that one either. You're never going to see it. I'll just go ahead and tell you. You're going to spoil it too? <clears throat> okay. 
Spoiled Tuesday. Go for it. Spoil it for so me. So they're in the pool, a bunch of the caddies. It's caddy day at the pool, and they're all jumping around. Remember, it's an upscale country club. Okay. The caddy day at the pool. Actually, it's only like 15 minutes they give them. But anyway, one of them's eaten, takes out a Baby Ruth candy bar, mm-hmm. and someone hits it, and it goes flying in the pool. Oh, okay. And they it forget like a, about it. Yeah. And a couple minutes later, somebody comes in, and they're like, oh, because it looks like a turd yeah. floating in the pool. Yeah. So the next scene is you see them like, the pool is empty. They got the hazmat and Bill Murray in a hazmat suit. He's pushing a little broom and he pushes it up and he picks it up and he goes, here, here it is. <laughs> Holds it up and then he's like. <laughs> and they're like, oh. he's like, well, it's no big deal. Like he knows that it's a baby it's Ruth. A baby he doesn't Ruth, get the yes, other. Yes, so yes, anyway. Yes, yes. So I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Speaking of poop, we have an update. Oh, we have a poop update. Poop update. We I do. We were on the poop. Do you remember the superintendent in yes! Kenilworth Schools That's in New Jersey? That's what you had to say. The superintendent. superintendent. Yep. Yep. He was this pooping. is a guy. Yeah. This is Kenilworth, New Jersey. He was a superintendent of schools there and he got busted. Uh, I think in May we discussed this story mm-hmm. for pooping on a high school track. Now, this is a neighboring school that he lives near. It was a serial pooper situation. Yes. We, and we've had several serial pooper situations, too. The runners. We've had the runners. We've runners. had a bunch of... Yeah. Like, this was the one on the high school track in New Jersey, and they busted a superintendent. He's 42. His name is Thomas Tramaglini. Tramaglini? Okay. Anyway, he lives near this neighboring school, and it was a sting the cops yes, staked yes. it out. They yes. knew that it happened early in the morning before school a certain times, so they I think they filmed it. Mm. They put up the cameras and they busted him around five thirty in the morning. <laughs> Literally. He, yeah, right. They would go he would go out <laughs> jogging and he'd get to the middle of the track somehow and he would drop trowel and just poop. That's crazy. In the middle of his run. That's yeah, because you gotta run back unless you're perfectly clean as a whistle. Whew, that's gonna be bad while you're running. That gets a little mucky down there. Ah, oh, gross. Oh, you mean because of the, the track, too? Yeah. Oh, so through this whole thing, he took a, a leave of absence and then eventually resigned. Okay. The update is... Okay, here we go. Not his poop. He filed a lawsuit against the cops. Why? What are the grounds for lawsuit? You don't think he has a no. case here? No. That was my first reaction. Oh, no. And then I was like... He has a case? I don't know if I don't know legally if he has a case. Probably not legally. So what changed your mind? But I started thinking about this. I think they I think they messed with him. Here's why. Did he do wrong? If this is true, of course yes, he did he wrong. Pooped. But his lawsuit says that they shouldn't have uh distributed his mugshot the way they did. That they went above and beyond trying to hurt him. Hold on. Was the mock shot with him, pants down, poop coming out? No, but they... Okay, then. But I think they may have released some of that video, too. But even if it's just the okay. mock shot. He says that the police department, this is in Holmden, mm-hmm. New Jersey, the neighboring school mm-hmm. system, shouldn't have uh, uh, taken his picture at the police headquarters. They shouldn't have taken it at all. Because the three things that he was charged with... Public defecation, okay. lewdness, okay. and littering okay. were low-level offenses. It would be, according to his, his attorney said, it's like getting photographed and fingerprinted for a speeding ticket. Well, here's the thing. He's pooping at a school. 
Don't you want that person to be uh, taken care of? I mean, it's a school. There's kids there. They weren't there at the time and whatever. And I'll give you it's awful and it's disgusting or whatever. Let's say it was a speeding ticket. Okay. Um, and they distributed this and it was a big deal. I mean, cause there's a salacious angle part of this, that it was pooping. Um, but if it was a speeding ticket and they went big in the media with this, um, it's just a speeding ticket. But You're- wasn't he a serial pooper? It looks like it. Yeah. Okay. But if it's a serial speeder and you want that guy to be caught, yes, you want to distribute those pictures out there. According to the court filing, May okay. 1st, 2018, or officers or agents of the Holmden Police Department unlawfully took his photograph and distributed and disseminated it, uh, the mugshot, to third parties, including the media, with the intent to harm him. No, to catch him. <clears throat> Do they always... Could they show... Other, I don't know if there's going to be exact cases, but would there be other cases of littering or lewdness that they have actively distributed this information? Because it looks like they were like, oh my gosh, serial pooper, hey, check this out to the media. I, this, they're use, the way the logic, as I think they're using is, More this is the same, no, this is the same as that robber that tried to break in through that door. We got camera angle, hey, have you seen this guy? Almost yeah, but they had already um, they already knew who it was. I think at that point because they took his mugshot then and distributed it. Well, they're trying to find who he is. No, no. First, they had the pictures and the video of him pooping. Mm-hmm. But the lawsuit mentions after they're like, "Oh, it's that superintendent, bring him down." And then they took his mugshot down at the station and they sent that out to the media. You see what I'm saying? There's well, that's several a, different. You, you cover the story just like we're covering the story now. It's kind of an update for yeah. Him. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, dude. Don't go pooping in, in tracks. It's ultimately his fault. I'll give you that. And it's disgusting. And I'll give you that. So right off, I was like, seriously, they should have put your mugshot off. I will bring it back a little bit okay. and say the attorney is right. They did seem to be pretty aggressive. Like maybe the intent to hurt him. Is it enough that I would rule in favor of the serial pooper? No. No, I'm sorry. You're pooping out in but public But it did like bring that. it from... My first reaction was, ah, should have taken your mugshot and given it to people. Ah, absolutely. 10 out of 10 in favor of the police department. After I heard what the attorney said, it was like a... Hmm. Ah, it's like 7 out of 10 for the police department. I'll bring it back a little bit. You got some good points, but sorry, dude. Don't serial poop. <laughs> he made one hundred. And $47,000 a year. Wow. Plus bonuses. Have you heard of a diaper? Seriously. <clears throat> it wasn't about that. And what was it about? Dude, if you're serial pooping, it was about a little power trip in weird in freaky poop? fetish. Yeah. Ah. You're, you're pooping on somebody else's stuff. I mean, that's what this is. It's his stuff. No, it was the track from a neighboring school. It wasn't okay. even his school. Or even was in school, you're still, I'll show those kids after running this track. Whatever crazy thing you have going on in your head. Kids. Right. Listen, if come on. It's not like you actually like the kids, right? You're just collecting your 150000 bucks a year oh, for this. Man. But no, it's some weird thing. I could even see it like the movie or show Push Glenn had talked about. Where I love that. Things are incremental. Yeah. A lot of times when people do stuff, it doesn't start off with this 
with the heinousness of what you ultimately get busted for or charged with. It starts off very small, small, and you move that bar yourself. So maybe at one point he was, it could be, I'll show those kids. I got some weird power trip pooping on their stuff. He could be that crazy. Or he could have gotten to that, but you're out running. Oh, 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 I better, you know, whatever. Okay, I'm going to poop over here near this. And then uh, another month later, you're running. I'm going to go. And then you start going, you know, I'm going to poop on the track. F those kids. And then it becomes this weird. You see what I'm saying? It could be like that. But yeah, there's a level of cray cray. Made $150,000 a year plus bonuses. And also was like an adjunct uh, professor teaching at some local college and made like another 10 grand a year. So this guy was making between $150,000 and $200,000 a year and gets busted for something like this. For something stupid you do. Is he in jail or is he out? Uh, the case is still pending. He's okay. out. I mean, again, this uh, these are not felonies. No. It's still pending, but he's done. That sucks. He will likely not get a public school teaching oh, job. No. The only thing, he does have his doctorate. Okay. So he could potentially go to work for a college. You think a college will touch that? <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I think they would. Hmm. He could potentially. Colleges are nuts, man. He they, could they be really a good are. damn professor. Public college is going to be more difficult. Private will be easier for him. Hmm. Um, he could still probably use that and teach some other way. But I mean, I feel bad for as far as this. I mean, yeah. he did it to himself, so I'm oh, not. Yeah, of course. So it's tough love, dude. You shouldn't have done that. But mm-hmm. man, it's it's difficult because this is that court of public opinion. It's not a felony, although it's disgusting. If it was something similar but didn't have that disgust factor, he'd still have his job. He'd move move on. But it, again, the court of public opinion, ah, you are pooping. Yeah. You're a serial pooper. <laughs> <laughs> so you get kind of drugged through the, the news on this, you know. Through the, through the mud. mud. You get drugged through, through the mud. Through the mud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. This the so. C42 saying, I was scared. I was a scared 14-year-old. Now I'm an insane 49-year-old. It changes, changes uh, over time. Yeah, it does. You get jaded. Your fear turns to uh, aggression. Uh, Stinky Biscuit tweeted out that the crime is one hundred and forty-seven thousand for a superintendent. That's the crime. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a lot. What should a superintendent of a school district make? But uh, some of them make hundreds of thousands. I didn't Pat three, had a- four hundred. Uh, the one in Texas? Yes, he had like a vendetta because he won. He was yeah, like being, what, was he, what was he making? Do you remember? It was hundreds It was, it was hundreds too. And he was in charge, like, I think it was Katy, Texas. Or Katie, when, Texas. I was, when I was working at Cleveland um, years ago, and I think she's gone, Barbara Bird Bennett came in, and she was one of the highest, maybe the highest paid superintendent. Wow. And of course, they still had, you know, poor graduation statistics, like 30% graduated high school. She brought it up to like 31% or something. And she was she was paid more. She was one of the highest paid, but paid more than school districts four times the size, like Chicago and New York and stuff. Some of them make hundreds of thousands. What for an average size school system should a superintendent make? Do you think what would be reasonable? A uh, reasonable, I say eighty. Not a principal, a superintendent that's 80. running the entire district. I say eighty. I could reluctantly give them six figures, reluctantly. Whoa, it mu- it better be like a schools. <clears throat> 
It's right. It needs to be a good. It needs to be a big district. Yes. You need to be doing a lot of work. Yes. And your success rate yes. needs to be above top the eighties. A minimum above the eighties. And I would say I would maybe pay them more if it were based on uh, success. Yes. Oh, I'll, so I'll, yes. Base it mainly on. Listen, we'll pay a fat, flat rate of sixty, seventy, whatever mm-hmm. we decide, and you have a chance to make another fifty. Uh, based on graduation rates, stay yep. up there, whatever. The trick is to structure it so they are held accountable for things they can control. Some things they can't control. Yes, there are you know crazy parents and dis- yes. you know uh, you're, they have a budget, but oh, we had extra just, snow days or a disaster. Yes. You got to factor those things in so they're not held accountable. Things they can't control. They're doing a good job. Finally, make it contingent on that. I would say six figures upper level for really big school districts. Yes. Most should probably be more like. 60, 70, 80 in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I agree. <laughs> Libertarian saying one of my cats used to do the same thing. Trust me, it's a power trip. Hashtag serial pooper. Oh, right. They do. They want to do it. Yeah. So that's how how animalistic though, right? Some <laughs> oh, yeah. Primal. How, how primal. 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 That's primal completely. And uh, Alice Parker agrees with you. 100K uh, minimum. Maximum or minimum? Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Oh, no, he does not agree with you. Wow, he that's a lot minimum. of money. Maybe minimum. he met maximum. Okay. Well, maybe you can uh, clear that up for us. Yeah, clear maybe that up for Maybe he minimum. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy job. Principals, I would say, maybe a little bit less than that. Yeah. Principals just dealing with the one school. Yeah. Um, teachers, average salary. I say base all of that on success as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do like that system. And I'm, if they have that system, that's awesome. Is here's base pay. It'll be 30000 for teachers. Now, if you start getting those kids to graduate. I think 30000 is a little low for them. No, but an example. Well, okay. Yeah. Just... Start giving bonuses. All right, you class graduated 18 out of, you know, 20. Good. Well, and we've laid out the structure before. If we put all this stuff online where you need um, fewer teachers sitting in classrooms the same way and kids can do tutorials, but then you do a lot more. It's more like uh, you're, the teacher becomes a tutor. A tutor. You, yeah. don't, you're, you don't have a classroom most of the time with 30, 40 people. Yeah. Most of the time it's like four or five, 10, whatever. And the kids can do tutorials. Then you could still have some giant auditorium style classrooms, you know, where they don't need the hands on. It's no. more of like a tutorial it, or a video. It's like college. You come into the, cl- <laughs> to the big auditorium. For lecture. It's a lecture. All right. See you guys later. Right. And that stuff. But you would be able to do that and you'd actually be able to pay teachers more. You'd need fewer of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but hey, teachers, you can make two, $300,000 a year if you're doing well with it. Hey, if you want to make two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, maybe you could do that with Earthwater. Maybe you can't make that much. Maybe you don't need that much and you don't want to put in as much time. You just make two hundred, three hundred dollars extra a month. You could do this with the new affiliate program that Earthwater has launched, and they are already paying people a forty percent weekly commission. It's out there; they're doing it. People are successful and making money. Try it today. Here's how it works: You've seen the direct market models. Robert Kiyosaki has talked about it. That's the author of one of the best financial books or most successful of all time. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad says it's the best way to grow a business. It's marketing because you're getting people to tell other people about it as opposed to spending a lot of money with advertising. It can get pricey. And usually when you tell people, when one person tells word of mouth, it's more trusted because it's friends telling friends. It works. The problem is a lot of the direct market models, when you know other companies that have used this in the past, it requires you to buy a kit up front. You got to spend $5,000 on the knife kit. 
and then you go out and sell knives or whatever it is and then you got to you got to uh, take the knives to them you got to deliver them and all then you got a minimum and you, otherwise you pay the company none of that exists with earthwater it's simply you telling people so they give you a unique id link that is yours you tell people about it you say go to this website if you buy through me you get a discount because you do and they pay you a 40% weekly commission. Amazon fulfills all the orders. There's no shipping and handling. There's no minimum. You don't have to hit any of that stuff. So this month, you're off a little bit. You haven't told as many people. Okay, you didn't make as much money. Next month, you're at a bunch of parties and doing stuff. You tell people you make more money. Yeah. It's that simple, and it's 40% weekly commission. Sign up today. It's free. Learn more. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. We'll be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. (laughs) It's not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Big Daddy O, why can't the track pooper just claim to identify as a homeless San Franciscan? Yeah, I saw that. That's true. He should have identified as a San Franciscan. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you got Pedro Sykes saying, today's show is brought to you by the number two. <laughs> is that you doing the count? Yeah. The count from Sus because he, yeah. he did a little gif of the count, yes. counting. Yes. Let me hear your count. Count one, ha ha ha. Two, ha ha ha. See, I'm good at this. Kirk Jones, uh, let me hear your uh, count. Let me hear you. What, what's the count? The oh. count from Sesame Street. Let's hear your impression of the count. I don't. Not familiar. Oh, you're familiar with the count. Don't <laughs> I don't that. know. I'm not. I don't know. You. I didn't watch familiar. Sesame Street growing Give up. Give me that again, Chris. I mean. One, ha ha ha. Two, that's, that's ha, a little weak. Ha, ha. One, ha ha ha. Two, I love to count. Oh, it's from ha, the back ha, of the throat. Ha, oh, okay, okay. Anyways, so you have to read it like that now. <laughs> uh, Today, the morning blaze is brought oh! to you by the number two. Ah, ah. Two is in like poop, Chris. No, I get number two, not number one, but number two. I get the joke. If it had doc. been urine, it would have been sponsored by the number one. I are you kidding me right now? I'm not I sure get you got the, the joke. Really, I don't get the joke. Triggered. I don't get the poop Triggered. joke. <laughs> you got out of everybody in this freaking office. I don't get the poop joke. Okay. Even Sarah's like, damn, Doc. Damn. She's just laughing because you're so triggered by it. No, she's laughing because she's like, damn, Doc. Headline, woman admits to shooting and killing her husband in his shed because he, quote, bought too much porn on cable. Well, you know what, Doc Thompson? You get a warning. I, I don't condone this at all. But I understand. On cable. Yes. That's the problem. Um, it's free porn on the internet, you idiot. Wait, what? It's free? <laughs> the internet. It's on the The guy's buying old reel-to-reel film in a back alley somewhere and an 8mm <laughs> burns through. Why are you buying porn? The whole story. Yeah, it's okay. I'm he sorry. He was 65. Ooh. She's 69. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. That's... Um, so several funny things. First of all, on cable, number, they number still sell those on cable. They do apparently. Number two, this is from Jefferson County, Arkansas. Number two, he quote bought too much. So what is 
what is too much? What is too much porn? And she's saying that there was a, a, a level of acceptability. Yes. Had he only purchased X amount of porn, he would have been fine. He'd been fine. Yes. But he went to triple X yes. amount of porn. Oh, hello, I see what see you what did, I did there. there. Yeah. And therefore, I had to shoot I him have in to the shoot shed him and kill him. Right. Where is his shed? Where'd she shoot him? Is that a deadly shot in his shed? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right below your that's, pancreas? That's really like between uh, the breast. The rib and the yeah, pancreas like, it's, right it's there. Second rib. It's in the 69 second year rib. old Patricia Hill called 911 to say, Yeah, I shot him. Oh, good. At least he. Frank was found dead with a gunshot uh, to the leg and one to the head. She later Ooh. told investigators the dispute was about his porn video purchases. She mm. said that uh, while she and Frank had never had any physical altercations in the past, they had recently gotten into a disagreement when she noticed that he had purchased some pornographic materials via his cable system. She said she canceled the order, mm-hmm. which, so he hadn't gotten them yet? Did he, Were they delivering them? Oh my gosh, so how? I don't know. Maybe Oh, maybe it was like a full channel, like Cinemax or something? Oh, got it. So she got the Playboy channel. Maybe basically. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She canceled it. Mm-hmm. She went back in uh, at a later point and noticed he just ordered it again. <laughs> That's when the fit hit the shan. Ooh. She went out to the, the shed. shed. <laughs> she said she grabbed. How sad is this? She grabbed the 22. Oh, come on. 22 caliber pistol. No. He died sh- from a 22 God, shot. so wuss. They're like babies. I know. Grab the shotgun. If you're going to go out there, grab the shotgun. It's obvious, you know, you can kill some of the 22 people. Yes. Killed. She killed yes. him and it was a shot to the head. Yes. But you see the 22, you're like, oh, I don't want to be. Sh-. Oh, it's a 22. Hey, baby. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You start going. That is true. If I want to get shot, please make it anything above, you know, uh, 22. What's his argument at that point as she's complaining about him ordering porn? Do you. Is there an argument you There's have? There's no argument, no. You're just like, I'm doing this? Is yeah, that- you're old. Oh, come on, old people just do. He's not even like justifying no. it. He's just like, yeah. I'm going to... I'm watching porn. You have a problem with that? Bam! Oh, you do have a problem. Bam! Yeah, what are you going to do if you have a problem with it? What are you going to do? You're 69, I'm 65. Yeah. What are you going to do? do? Let me go get that 22 is what I'm going to do. Oh, a 22. <laughs> really? A 22? What do you think you're going to... Oh, I am dead. <laughs> Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I would um, share some tweets right now, but I just have a feeling that um, based on our last, last couple of topics that maybe we just move on. And let me, let me double check. Yes, yes. I mean, there's probably some, but it's like yes. panning for gold here. There's going to be a lot more that we probably <laughs> don't want to share at this point. So let me pause a moment and remind you about uh, RidUZone. The great folks at RidUZone are waiting for you to place your order today. If you have struggled with weight loss or eating healthy, like I have, like Chris has, like a lot of people... Um, stop beating yourself up. There, it's just so challenging. The world we live in today, man, look around. Look at the number of people that are out of shape, overwhelmed, uh, overweight, not eating healthy. 
it's just around us. It's our culture. Uh, we're stressed. There's so many reasons why it is difficult to to lose weight and be in shape. So stop struggling. You know it's got to be a, a lifestyle change. But to get yourself over that hump of the crazy feeling where you feel like you're denied food and you're going to kill somebody, try Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Zone. Riduzone is brand new tech. It was developed in the last couple of years from the University of California system. The researchers did the work on this molecule called OEA. And they had reason to believe that it could promote weight loss in concentrated amounts. And they found out, yes, it did, because it's found in the Mediterranean diet, in your body, as you know, in other foods. And in concentrated amounts, it makes you feel full. It tricks your body. So you're like, hey, I'm not hungry. And then number two, it boosts your metabolism. So you're burning more. It's the one-two punch. Either one of those could help. Together, it's a powerful effect. Try it today. You'll lose weight with Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Order today. And stop struggling. Get over that hump. Riduzone.com. Alex Bracken joining us now, author of the Darkest Mind series. Hey, Alex, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. You've got the Darkest Legacy out now? Yes. It's a new book in the series. And the original trilogy started in 2012 and ended in 2014. And now, now I get to explore a different story with a different character. And it's been so exciting. Chris has been giddy to talk to you because he is such a huge fan. Yes, I am. And I can't wait for it. So we're <laughs> going to backtrack a little because you have the Darkest Minds movie coming out August 3rd, right? Yeah, it comes out this Friday. I think some theaters even have Thursday night shows. They do. Mine does. So I'll okay. be going on Thursday. So I think I've <laughs> I seen... I that you knew that. Because <laughs> I wasn't familiar with your series, and Chris told me about it, and he goes, you know the movie, you've seen the trailer mm-hmm. for it, and this is the trailer where you see all the kids that have special powers, right? Yep, nailed it. Okay. <laughs> nailed it! <laughs> uh, Alex, you have fit so well with this program. You may have just gotten a job. <laughs> that is so perfect. Um, it looked awesome. I saw the trailer. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's such a cool trailer. And I think what that trailer does is show the action side of the movie. But the movie also has such like a big uplifting emotional heart to it and i every time i see the movie obviously i do not have an unbiased opinion about this film <laughs> right right i just enjoy it so much and i think i would be the most critical person watching it because this is you know my book baby suddenly yeah. being on screen but every time i see it i love it a little bit more because it has so many <clears throat> amazing mes- like messages about self-acceptance and the power of friendship and all that and I think, like, we live in such a cynical world. I hope that this story in the film really resonates with viewers. It just is so much fun. It's such a fun movie. No, that says a lot about the movie. If you, as the author, say they've taken what <laughs> I've written and putting it, put it on, uh, on film and you like it is amazing because people don't understand when you write or when you do radio, for example, it's theater of the mind. If you may describe something or somebody in great detail – But if you just say somebody is attractive, in our minds, we write what attractive is to us. So if you describe somebody, even if you say they have dark hair and they're short and whatever, you've got how many people in different looks that fall within that. So to put it on film and say it meets with your standard, that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Yeah, the casting with these book-to-film adaptations always gets a little bit hairy because when you're reading, you have your own, you imagine the character sometimes as an actor or you have a very specific image in your head of what the actor or actress will look like who's, or, you know, what that character looks like, I should say. And then it's always this, like, initial, like, 
oh my god, that person is not what I imagined. And then, but I think the actors who, the young actors in this movie, Amanda Stenberg, Harris Dickinson, Skylin Brooks, and Mia Chak, they really have won over the book fans. Like, it, they all had that initial, like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's that, that panic, and you feel very protective of the thing that you love, and you want to see it on screen exactly how you imagined it in your head. But the young actors in this movie are amazing. They're a ton, They're all up-and-coming actors. Amanda's, I think, you know, been around for a while. She's been in The Hunger Games and Everything, Everything, yeah. and is going to be in The Hate You Give this October, which looks phenomenal. And, yeah, they won those... They won. I think they're going to win the hearts of everybody. I adore them so much. They're fantastic. Well, it puts you in a different uh, audience too, where more people get uh, exposed to your works. It was it was the Darkest Mind your first novel? It was actually my second, but I kind of consider it my like my relaunch because, like, is the case with many authors, like your first book sometimes just comes out and then disappears. <laughs> really. <laughs> The fact that you were successful with the second one or any book is amazing because there's so many books written that are not successful. I feel very, I feel very blessed. This was the book that absolutely changed my life. I wrote this, the original trilogy while I had a day job in publishing. I wrote at the weirdest hours on the weekends exclusively. I couldn't write. I was so tired after work that I would come home and kind of crash. And so I could only write on the weekends. I would, you know, come home around six or seven go pick up, this is really shameful, but I had a terrible Mountain Dew addiction because I would only write between the hours of like midnight and 4 a.m. on the weekends. For some reason, that was what my brain wanted to do. I wrote an entire trilogy of books on those crazy hours, maybe a little bit cracked out on Mountain Dew. Like it was. <laughs> so when you read these books, I think you guys are going to get that sense of, wow, this girl was... <laughs> Burning the midnight oil. No, no, I I love that story about writing too because we we talk about entrepreneurs. I mean, you are. I mean, you're a writer too, but I mean, it's entrepreneurial. You know, venture here. And everybody's got to find, we all try to find our own way and what works for us. A lot of people in our audience have tried to write, would like to write. Uh, so finding the thing that works for you is, is part of it. That's really cool. Uh, I understand a lot of people in the audience do. You want to try other things, but you get home from work and you're too tired. Yeah, it's so true. And I think so many people want to write books and have a passion for reading and want to try their hand at it. And you just have to try. That's the, like terrifying thing about writing anything is you just have to kind of put yourself out there and see if you can do it and find joy in the process of writing. And initially, when you're first starting off, it's very rare for an author to get this amazingly big deal or like a movie deal right out of the gate. And it really requires years of building an audience, building trust with your readership, working those crazy hours while you also have a day job, too. And so there is a little bit of hustle involved, and I feel very grateful that the Darkest Minds series had enough success that eventually, by the time the last book came out, I was able to write full-time and also then produce more work because I had more hours during the day. When, when you write, do you know where the book is going? Do you have an outline in your head? Do you, or do you write the last chapter first? Or, I mean, or do you just start writing and, and then kind of think, where am I going to take it from here? So writers always joke that there, you fall into two categories, which is either you're a plotter or you're a pantser. And a pantser is when you kind of write by the seat of your pants and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. I have no idea where this chapter is going to go, but I'm just going to write and see where it takes me. 
And I used to be, I think, a little bit more of a pantser, and now I am like a full-on plotter. I need to know absolutely everything that happens in the book before I can write, you know, the first word. I have to, I always start with the character's emotional arc because I like the characters to undergo a really, really big change. That's true of Ruby in the original trilogy and true of Zoo in The Darkest Legacy. They undergo a lot of terrifying, scary situations, and it changes them and makes them stronger for it. So that's usually, I know, I have to know the exact end scene of the book, too, but other than that, I really do work hard to try to build the scaffolding of the book out and then leave myself a little bit of room to have a better idea along the way. All right, Alex, so let's uh, dive in. So for the people that know, can you give us a basic knowledge of the Darkest Mind series? And then what are you doing? What? I'm she not can't do spoilers. She's not going to spoil it. She knows. She's been doing this for a while. Okay, okay. And then yeah. dive into the new installment because I'm curious to see uh, where the Darkest Legacy starts because it's completely different than the Darkest Mind series, right? Yeah. So my quick pitch of the Darkest Minds books is always like, it's like a little bit X-Men-y meets Stand By Me. It really is not quite like not quite like X-Men in the fact that it's much more, um, like, much more, what's the word I'm looking for? Dark? The, the scope of it is smaller than X-Men. You know, they're not flying off in a jet. They don't have <laughs> the costumes that they wear together. They're really just teens and kids who are trying to work together to survive in a very hostile world. And the book series goes to some really dark places and kind of examines what effect fear has on us, what what we're willing to compromise if we're afraid and, you know, feel out of control in terms of our lives. But the series is, the original trilogy is, okay, let's see, what's my elevator pitch for this? It, it takes place in a version of America where like 98% of the kids have died due to what they think is some sort of virus. And the kids who survive develop these really frightening powers of the mind and in order to try to contain these kids' threat and find a, you know, quote-unquote cure for it, they put them in what they call rehabilitation camps. And the original trilogy, which starts with The Darkest Minds, is centered on Ruby and her story after she's able to break out of one of those camps. And she meets up with another group of escaped kids, and they are on the run from bounty hunters, from the government trying to pick them back up, and they're in search of a safe place called East River. Awesome. Alex, uh, it's been great talking with you. We'd uh, love to talk to you in the future. You're, you're fun. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> All right. Good luck with the, uh, the book and the film, okay? Thank you so much. All right. We'll post uh, links to it so people can find out. It's uh, the Darkest Mind series, and the Darkest Legacy is the new story told from the point of Zoo. It uh, comes out August 8th, right? No, today. This book is already oh, out oh, today. Oh, the book's out today. today. The movie's, the movie's out. August 3rd. August 3rd. Yes. Okay, very good. Yes. All right. Uh, no, she's fun. I, I like that, and I hope uh, people got some insight into writing, too, because yeah. I was fascinated about that. I had this conversation with my 16-year-old son over the weekend. I uh, We were looking for a movie to watch, and somehow we'd start talking about uh, scam artists and scamming, and I flash back to The Sting. Have you ever seen The Sting? Academy Award winning movie from like 74, 73, Robert Redford and okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Newman. Yes. It's it's a good movie, solid. So I told my son, I said, have you ever seen this? Let's let's watch. So he watched it and he loved it. It was great. I mean, it's very dated and whatever. And it's set back in like the 1930s or something. But it was a solid movie. So afterwards, we started talking about it. And 
how you how you write a movie like that because there's so many twists and turns that you don't see coming. I told him I said I bet at some point you you write the ending first. Oh, got in other it. words, yeah. when it's a movie where there's so many twists and turns, maybe even a whodunit or a spy thing. At least part of the ending has to be written. I think where you so. say, yeah. we're going to end up at this point and we have to tie up this loose end where the guy finds the exploding cake and then the horse comes in and that's when the uh, the beetle infestation <laughs> happens, right? I mean, you, yeah. and then you go, okay, how do we introduce all that? And then you get screwed up. Because like she said, she wanted to develop the arc of the characters. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're plotting it out like that, you have to have some sort of framework in yes. there, and then you can mess with it. So that would be interesting, but good for yeah. her. She was uh, bordering on. I didn't. I didn't ask her how old she was. She doesn't look that old. Uh, she's 31. <clears throat> yeah, she. Uh, she's she's beautiful. dangerously she's beautiful. close to me hating her. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. <clears throat> to turn this many books yeah. out in the movie now, yeah. if there's any anything else she's been successful at in her life, she's going to reach that category. Me hating her. She's going to be right there. <laughs> Don't she's, hate. She's dancing on the edge. By the way, it's so cool because they sent us a copy, but this is the uncorrected advance proof. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because you can see actually like, oh, so this is where she wanted to go, but now she doesn't want to go there no more. Yeah. So you can see an inside. It's, it's pretty cool. And I was thinking about this. I wish my son was a little bit older, like teens. But it would be perfect for your son if he was a reader because it was fantastic. For what I read, my sixteen-year-old is a reader. He reads like crazy. Oh, this he will love this series. I love Tom, but yeah. I, he may he may actually know it too. I'll text him. Probably, yeah. All right, let me get a quick break in. If you would please get your tweets in, join the broadcast. Tweet at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. This is the Morning Blaze. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. enjoying what you're hearing congratulations you have a sense of humor this is the morning blaze if you're not enjoying what you're hearing i'm pat gray and this is pat gray unleashed <laughs> the phones we go triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three scott in pennsylvania welcome to the broadcast hey good, good morning guys i wanted to tell you a little story of uh i'm used to an exterminating uh, and this woman kept saying that she kept seeing the, the roaches around her bedroom door, and I thought that was an unusual place, but there was a closet right there. So I asked her if I could go through you know, her closet to see what's going on, and up on the top shelf all the way in the back was about 60 porn magazines that her husband stashed back there, and the, the roaches were living in there because they eat the glue on the pages. <laughs> so she was ready to kill her husband because she was supposed to throw him away. And oh. she had all these roaches crawling all over the place. Roach-filled porn bags. Thanks, honey. That's a good day. Wow, that's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, so how do you break that to her? Did, did, you, did you just say, hey, I found magazines? Is that how you said it? I said to her, I said, what's this? The stack of magazines, and she said, "What magazines?" And I, as I touched them, then the roaches all started coming out. And she, I said, "They're porn." She said, "I'm going to kill my husband." Then I told her to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Unless, unless what? That was her cover. Ah. Uh... 
Those are my husbands. I'm going to kill him. Could be. They were probably your husbands or whatever. Honey, I threw those out. Up on the high shelf she can't reach. I'm taller than her. Hey, there's a a bunch of uh, this month, Netflix drops all kinds of stuff in August. Oh, I'm so ready. 47 original movies. Yeah, I'm so ready. Uh, Which. Uh, Ozark, the ser- there's a bunch of yes. series that dropped this Ozark. month in ne- from Netflix too. But Ozark, the second series, if you didn't see Ozark, what a fun ride! We had the writer, remember? That's right, Jason Bateman on. Uh, Jason Bateman is in it. He plays a serious role. So if you want the comic, Jason Bateman, mm, this ain't him. No, awesome series though about how he gets mixed up into something and ends up moving in the uh, to the Ozarks, and it is nonstop stress every episode of like how can he screw up more <gasps> even more danger you know maybe we should invite the writer back because it was uh, it was as soon as Osark one came out and we all watched it and then we had him on the yeah. show so maybe we should have him back because he gave us a couple of ideas where they were going for the second yeah, season for the second season uh, so maybe we could have him back and be like hey so sex season's here if what you wanna... can we expect oh yeah <laughs> well and if we're do they drop the whole season at once yes they drop okay. the whole season at once if um because I'm, I'm always looking for like, okay, what series should I watch now? Or what mm-hmm. should I, and I'll ask Chris sometimes. You're like, oh, check this out. It's a fun one. So yes. if you're looking for kind of um, um, a drama, adventure. It's a Breaking Bad. When does it drop? A, Y'all know? Any uh, idea when the date comes out, when it comes out? Mid-August. for Mid-August. For, uh, okay. I wanted to say the 8th or 15th, but maybe I'm re- misremembering. I saw the first season too, and it was awesome. It's Did great. you like it? I, oh, I loved it. For what it is, it's a solid, great. you know, there's no, there's really no flaws and with Jason it. Jason Bateman was great in it. I, I haven't seen him in many serious roles, but yeah, August thirty first. Oh, it's at the end of the month. Okay, yeah. but that could be a fun one to watch. But the second one's coming out. Uh, other series, and then um, oh, by the way, Sneaky Pete that came out the second series like a yes, second you, season a month or two ago. Between you and Jeffy, like I'll, I'll watch it. Just give me a minute. Sneaky Pete's fun. I know. Just give me it's a minute. A, you'll love it because it's all scammy. It's yeah. it's Sneaky Pete's drama. But it's scam. It's yeah. more like well, I watched the people. first. I think it was like yeah. first three episodes, and I started getting really uncomfortable because the scams that he's trying to do. I'm like, oh, don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't, don't get, get caught. caught or you're whatever. You're about to get caught, dude. You're about to get. And right. I really don't like that much emotions on much TV shows. Oh, because you're worried about him getting caught. Yes. There, there isn't as much of that. Okay. As you think, okay. as you go forward, there. Because I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Like sometimes when I watch The Office or something. Yes. The, yes. The failures are so big. I'm like, oh, I feel a little it horrible. Bothers. Yes. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Uh, some movies that are coming out though, and I don't know. I mean, it's switched. That's an original uh, flick. Uh, Cocaine Coast. Have you heard any of these? I'm a no. killer. No. Mr. Sunshine. I'm trying to see if I see any of these. Afflicted. All about the Washingtons. La Casa de las Flores. <laughs> the House sure. of the Flowers. Is that the? Sure. Is it it? I don't know. I just said La Casa de las Flores. Las Flores. Oh, yeah, yeah. Las Flores. Yes. Yeah. House of Flowers. That's what I said. And, that's like, I, and I said yes. Why are you I, being so difficult? I, uh, A million Pound Menu. I don't know. Any, the Pony Sitters Club. <laughs> Here's that, the thing about that, that may be in that lady's closet. They found it. <laughs> the thing about ah, Voltron. What? I know what Voltron is. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to look at it. Oh, my sister told me about this. Uh Pinky Malinsky. What is that about? Is that the I think she was telling me about that series over the weekend. Uh, uh Ozark 2, the 31st, yeah. Uh Iron Fist comes out 
September 7. Okay, I know that one. Is that the second? That's the second, yeah. Didn't yeah. they? Did they do they the second the of Luke Cage? Yes, they did. Did they do the second of Jessica Jones? Yes, they did. Did they do the second Daredevil? Yes, they did. Okay. So this is the last one. I, uh, I mean, this is the last, like... Those are, I found all those good. Those are all characters that were from the Defenders, and they did the Defenders yeah. series, too. Yes, they did. Um, I found all of those good. They were all okay. good. Some were better than others. Yes. Daredevil, I think, top-notch, done amazingly put him well. In, put them in order. Daredevil first. Of the okay. individuals... The I def- agree. Daredevil, head and shoulders, the best. Okay, agreed. Um, then, probably Iron Fist. Ooh, Jessica Jones. Uh, I have a problem with Jessica Jones. Yes, I know. I'm the not going to say what it is. Season. When you watch the first season, yes. that entire yes. first season, it was good, but should have been one episode yes. because there's a dude in there, the the bad guy, that she should have just clobbered yeah. earlier Did you watch on. season two? I did not. Okay, yeah. that's why. That's why. Okay. So I was with you before. Like, okay. But Iron I will Fist. say those two are close. Yes. Fish and Jessica but Jones. after you watch season right. two, you'll be like, no, Jessica Jones. And then Luke it. Cage is still good, but a step down. It's just different. I like that it's kind of uh, kind of urban. Hip-hop. hip. It's it's kind of cool. Yes. It's got the ghetto kind of swagger. Yeah. He's from the hood. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But uh, all in all, those are really good series. Yeah. This is. The damn problem with Netflix is their, their original movies, I've not been able to love them. The movies? The movies. Now, mm. the original series, yes, they're good at that. You know you can love, though? What? Feeling better and eating healthy, even if you don't love vegetables. And you could do that via Brickhouse Nutrition's oh. Field of Greens. You got me there. You can absolutely yep. love vegetables, you even if you me. don't love vegetables. You can love what they do for your body and how healthy they are for you, even if you don't like the vegetables or you don't have the time or money to mess with them. Yep. Just go to BrickhouseDoc.com. The website, BrickhouseDoc.com. Well, that's a weird website name for a yes. product called Field of Greens. Why? The parent company is Brickhouse Nutrition. Mm. So they brand things different. Brickhouse this, especially when they're on the broadcast. It is powdered vegetables, essentially. That's the mm. best way to say it. It's real food. It's not some extract or just the vitamins. You mix it with some liquid. They usually say eight ounces of water. You can mix it with other things. Drink it down. And you're getting all of the benefits of those vegetables. Hey, you can even have your kids eat if they don't like the vegetables. Could it be easier? Just go to BrickHouseDoc.com and order Field of Greens today. You'll love it. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You know, every day we we discuss politics and things in the news and issues. Uh, A lot of those things often in today's world center around President Trump because he's the president. And there's so many issues out of D.C. that, of course, the president's going to be involved in. Um, The guy tweets like crazy. And, you know, there are a lot of comments, a lot of issues, a lot of news that covers Trump, a lot of commentators. Uh, But I'm glad that um, 
We've heard from so many people oh, yeah. over the last two years <laughs> commenting on Trump. I'm not sure we've heard enough from LeBron James. LeBron James. About uh, LeBron James from uh, President Trump, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> we need to hear more of what <laughs> I, he thinks. I, I think, you know what? A professional basketball, basketball player, player. Yes. What he from... thinks about President Trump. Uh, I mean, he's American. He's welcome to his opinion. I just wonder, you know, um, how come Don Lemon waited so long mm. to get... LeBron yeah. James on <laughs> to discuss President Trump. I mean, I don't, I can't connect that. But okay, what do you, what do you mean? I, mean? I cannot connect basketball and politics. What do, how or can you not sports and politics? <gasps> how can you not connect uh, the two? LeBron James and politics? I cannot connect. Is he running for office? Who? LeBron James? I, I don't know. Maybe he is eventually. I don't think he's made his announcement now. What, what Did are you President Trump attack him? LeBron James. President Trump has attacked all of us over and over. Don't you realize that? No, I have not. No. In fact, he's using sports to divide us. Who? President Trump. Uh, you can make an argument that LeBron James is right now is using sports to divide oh, us. How dare you? President Trump has spoken out against the kneeling. Yes, because you're being an idiot. Yes, he's using sports to divide us. That's not. In- Let me ask you, is the kneeling, is the Colin Kaepernick... Uh, spawned kneeling during the national anthem that so many do now. Has that divided us? Yes. Has President Trump spoken against that? Yes. By the transitive property, oh, really? President Trump is dividing us over sports. <sighs> right? No. No. Let's hear it. I think LeBron on Don Lemon's broadcast will explain it okay. better than I can. Okay. Here we go. Are athletics important to th- these kids? You think it's their minds right now? No, I think both. I think um, I think athletics are important, but also their mind. I think both. I think it just plays. Um, it is bring when you're when you're a part of sports and you're a part of your mind. It just brings some so much camaraderie and so much fun. You know, we we, we are in a position right now in America, more importantly, where this whole this race thing is is, is taking over. You know, and and. We're at a time at a point in america more importantly where this this race thing is taken over what the, race the, thing? the race and the, the news everything we're all about race look how the issue of race is taken over this race thing like with the kneeling and stuff no wait a minute lebron james you campaigned for hillary clinton yes you have fanned the fires of racism and pointed the finger of racism regularly but you're saying this race thing is taken over yes does he mean racism or the issue of race? Because it sounds like he's talking about the issue of race being in the yes, news. Yes. Haven't I repeatedly said, can we just shut the F up about this stuff and move on? Yes. And they keep, you don't understand institutionalized racism. I say, wait a minute. Doesn't matter what race you are. You can go and do. We have anti-discrimination laws. You could file lawsuits. I mean, to be called a racist in America is <laughs> really probably the worst thing i think it is now in some ways even topped pedophile or murderer or rapist it's at least in the same venue now to be called a racist Racist. where it's proven that you've done something yes to just call somebody but if you have dropped the n-word forget it and you're now saying this race thing is taken over do you know why it's taken over because you keep talking about this race thing back that up a minute let me make sure i understand what he's saying here this is again lebron james you know, we, we are in a position right now in America, more importantly, where this whole this race thing is, is, is taking over, you know, and, and um, because one, because I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. 
We're at a point in America where this race thing is taken over because our president is dividing us. He's giving an interview where he's bashing somebody that half the country really likes and supports and saying, that guy is dividing us. Race has taken over. I, LeBron James, have fanned the flames of racial divide, using it to my own benefit, using talking points, and being the usual liberal tard in the media, and attack President Trump and says, that guy is dividing us. Yep. Okay, here we go. Where this whole, this race thing is, is, is taking over. You know, and, and um, because one, because I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. Um, but I think kind of. Yeah, he is. <laughs> is not. I don't want to say. Kinda. Hold on. Hold on. That's, no. that's a, Don Lemon. Oh, no. Don Lemon. Kind of. The interviewer. Kind of. The journalist. The broadcast. Kind of. Yeah. Doesn't just get his back. No, kind of. Kind of. Doubles down on it. Do you really want to? Come on. Come on. You know. He's okay. Then us. they. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, but I think. Kind of. Yeah, is <laughs> is not. I don't want to say kind. Of. He's he's dividing us, and and what I noticed over the last few months, um, that he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us, and I and that's something that I can't relate to because I know that sport was the hold, first hold time. Hold, I, hold, I, hold on, back that up again. He's kind of using sport. Kind of using sport. Sport, just one. Sport. Yeah, just one, one. sport. One what sport. sport is it he's using to divide? Us? I don't know because he's a basketball player, but they're talking about kneeling and kneeling Colin Kaepernick, and which was football. football. So what sport? Or does he mean it's sport for him too? Or could it just be he didn't put the effing s at the end of the word sports because he's such a nut? He's such an idiot. Can you just use the damn word sports? That drives me up the wall when people do that, and it certain seems to follow certain communities as well. He's using sport to divide us. Sport, you're on with Don Lemon being heralded as some damn expert on the president dividing us, and you can't even say sports. It's your industry, for Pete's sake. Back that up. Listen to this. That he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us. And sporks? I, and Did he say sporks? Is that what it was? He's using sporks? That's Maybe I, I misunderstood. I, I, think I, I hear sporks. Okay, here we go. So over the last few months, um, that he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us and I and that's something that I can't relate to because I know that sport was the first time I ever was around someone white you know well, and is it is it like is it is it somebody he knows like come on champ come on <laughs> yeah. sport come on sport come on sport yeah he's using sport he's a good kid he's, he's good the water kid. boy yes. for, for the team we love sport but he's using sport to divide us that he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us and I and that's something that I can't relate to because I know that sport was the first time I ever was around someone white, you know, and I and I and I got an opportunity to see them and learn about them, and they got an opportunity to learn about me, and we became very good friends. And I was like, oh wow, this is all because of sports, and sports has never oh. been something. Now you got it, okay? Something that divide people has always been something that brings someone together. Oh. Always brings people together. Yeah, um, what if the <sighs> Philadelphia Eagles fans agree with that, or per, or the Raiders fans? It always bring people together. Uh, Have you been to a Raiders game? Yeah. <laughs> 
So wow. there it is. LeBron James. Finally. Thank you, Don Lemon, yes. for getting yes. LeBron James. LeBron James. His comments on uh, the president dividing yeah. us because Don Lemon and LeBron James were not dividing us there. Oh, no. That was all about it. uniting. That's yes, what that was. That was all about sport and That's uniting. Right. How sport unites us. Yes. Unites or unite us? Uh, How you, sport unite us? Un- unite. Yeah, unite. I think that's what it is. So just to clarify, yes. Don the Lemon yes. and LeBron James. LeBron James. We're talking about uniting us. Yes. With sport. And the president divides us. Yes. They were not dividing. No. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So uh, do you feel united with them? No, I feel... Because I don't. I feel pissed right I now. feel really segregated from them. Yes. Because they're not being honest. No. They're not being genuine. And we know LeBron James LeBron is James. a Democrat. Yes. Without question, is a active Democrat. He supported Hillary Clinton. Yep. So you got somebody that campaigned for the opponent of Donald Trump to criticize the president under the veil of, no, we're talking about sport. We're talking about sport. Uh, LeBron, you want to come on and talk about uh, sport? <laughs> Do you want to come on? No, and just... no. They're probably like, hey, do you want to talk about sports? And no, how... no, no. I, w- I want to talk just about one. sport. Just one. Just, just one, one sport. sport. That's all it is. <laughs> you want to come on and uh, talk about how the president is dividing us with sport? <laughs> yes, yes. You I mean for like, sport? No, for in sport. <laughs> I'm so confused now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In support? Import? What? By the way, so the president is dividing us using sports. Yes. Because of the whole, his criticism over... According to uh, LeBron the James. Kneeling. Yes. When did the kneeling start? Uh, Who started it? Uh, the, the Kaepernick guy. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. That's right. Do you know when he first kneeled? No, I actually do not remember when he first took a knee. It was the 49ers. Okay. Fourth preseason game of the 2016 season against the Chargers, okay. and they won. The date, September 1st, 2016. Hold on. 2016. Who was president on September 1st, 2016? I don't know. I could be wrong, but was it Obama? Yes, it was. Because President Trump didn't get elected for another couple of months. Couple months. Early November. Yes. Didn't take office until January, January 20th of 2017. Yes. Yet, he's dividing us. Hmm. He wasn't even president. No. He was running and expected to lose, by the way, by yes. many of these same people. Uh, 80 to like 10%. <laughs> and Colin Kaepernick started this. Yes. It's not like Trump said, listen, I don't know why black people, blah, bitty, blah, bitty, black people, blah, bitty, blah, bitty, blah. And Colin Kaepernick said, well, I'm going to kneel in response to that. Colin Kaepernick started this. Everybody and their mom has commented. And now Trump has commented on it, but he's the one using it. By it, I mean sport to divide us. Yep. Okay, good. What's, what's the purpose? What, what is the purpose of anybody watching CNN? Mm-hmm. I mean, I even get echo chamber. But at some point, even in your echo chamber, aren't you like, okay, they're just lying and manipulating? Over the years, I had to stop watching Fox News. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Fox News because I got, uh, and this is, you know, 10 whatever years ago, because I got news from other sources that wasn't represented on most broadcast television news, right? I couldn't, okay, great. And then at some point, it, it became a joke, a carnival, a circus, playing to the lowest common denominator of people on the right. And carrying water. Right, and, and carrying water, the other part, where you're just in the tank for people <laughs> yeah. without question. Oh, how we cannot call him out. You know, he's the president. Really? This is just, it's it's silly now. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes. All right, so get your tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today will... Uh, yeah, and by the way, full disclosure, yes, I dislike LeBron James anyway. 
aside from all this nonsense like this. <laughs> I dislike him for several reasons. Why is that? I dislike him for his little uh, tribute to self when he left Cleveland. Okay. His little, I'm going to go ahead and have a uh, an hour-long television broadcast about my decision to leave. Dislike the guy quite a bit. Hmm. I don't like it. it. I will not let, let it go. go. Sorry. Nope. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hashtag what I learned today gets tweets in. Also got to tell you about Minostalgia Wild Rice. This is such a great company. I'm going to see if Patrick, uh, Chef Patrick can make us something tomorrow for good, Minostalgia. Good. That would be uh, a really good thing. Minostalgia Wild Rice uh, started advertising this program, I don't know, a few years ago. And I love them so much because it's both healthy and it tastes great. One or the other would be fine. You want something that tastes great? Plenty of stuff like that that's not healthy. You want some healthy stuff? Great. Often doesn't taste great. But this is an opportunity for me to eat something really good that is flexible. I use it in a lot of different ways. You know, a lot of different, I can use it as the side course, a main dish, whatever. But when I'm done and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. I just stuffed myself on it. That I, oh, I ate healthy. This yeah. is great. Good. It starts with the, the the rice that's actually more of a seed than a grain. So it's naturally gluten-free, whatever that is. And it's a almost a complete protein. What that means is you almost don't need any other proteins to get your full protein effect. Try that with the sticky rice or one of these others. Mm. That is not the case. Very low protein, if any, mm -hmm. in some of these rices. This is almost a complete protein, meaning if you get just a touch more, some eggs, if you add it in like kind of a, a fried rice or something, or a little beef, chicken, whatever you throw in there, it's going to make it the complete protein. Get some vegetables, and you have the perfect meal. And it's easy. You make a bunch ahead of time at the beginning of the week. You can take it out in scoops and throw it in the pan. Chris does that all the time. Yeah. Now I do it as well. I love it. And it tastes fantastic. Plus, they have all of the jellies and syrups and jams and honeys that mm. avoid any preservatives. They don't have any of those weird dyes and colors and preservatives. So what's on the ingredient list? It's uh, stuff like uh, apple, cherry, syrup, honey. So I mean, you can just... still make those things without all those... Yes, you, know. you can. And they taste great. They're edible memories, Chris, from the Northwoods of Minnesota. I've never been to Minnesota. You know, you, oh, you've been to Minnesota. I've been to Minnesota. In your mind. Oh, yes. When Minostalgia I eat stuff, is yes. taking you they on take that me tour. Back. The, yes. e the edible tour of the yes. Northwoods of Minnesota. And the videos on their, on their uh, website are completely amazing. Yeah. It's a great company that you can support. Um, thank you, by the way, for supporting them because they support us. And you get 10% off if you try the sampler packs. Just reuse the promo code TRY10. TRY10 and you get 10% off. And that's the best thing to do. If you're if you're unfamiliar, if you haven't been to Blaze Wild Rice yet, try it today. Try the sampler pack so you can see what you like. It's blazewildrice.com. Blazewildrice.com. The promo code for the sampler packs to get 10% off is TRY10. Good morning, Blaze inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Universal health care. That's what we need. Universal health care. Why don't we have, don't it, have Chris? that yet? It's so inexpensive. I thought we had that. Every no, everybody. We need single payer. 
We need one big system. Okay. One big system. The government pays for it. We all have health care like every other country, and it's so inexpensive. Is it? Oh, yeah, just $32.6 trillion. That's it. I'm sorry? $32.6 trillion. That's all it is. That's are, all it costs. Aren't we $20 trillion in debt? Yeah, uh, almost $21 trillion, yeah. So just and another so $32.6 add another $32 trillion. And we, I mean, it's a... Shouldn't it be a human right that we all have these no, things? I no. mean, it's only $32.6 trillion. We can, we can pay for it that. You can save one kid. You know, the annual def, uh, budget is actually, what, 4 or $5 trillion? So you just amp that up? Sure, just do it. Now, that's over like 10 years. Oh, okay. The first 10 years. Oh. So additional, you know, $3 trillion a year. Ooh. You know, so that's all it would be, though, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. isn't it worth it? No. Hmm. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, was on... <laughs> With Stephanopoulos over the weekend discussing this very thing because he has continued to push this idea of universal health care as a right and college and housing and all of this stuff. The reason he's out there on the front line, he's trying to build his brand because he saw the new little darling is that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's the new little darling and he wants the attention. Yeah, he saw that. Right. So he's capitalizing on that. So he's just riding her coattails. Right. Weird. It, remember, remember I said about the media, how people are just yeah. building their brands. That's all he's doing. Yes. He's building. Both of them. Makes, they both are. Other. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And they're happy until one of them gets more. And then you'll see him start turning on or whatever. Yep. But right now he knows Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the flavor of the month. So yep. he's going to he's going to use it now. Also use it to push his agenda like yes. hers. Yes. And they both agree with this. So let's go to the interview and hear what Bernie Sanders has to say. <laughs> the Tax Policy Institute, in fact, has estimated, based on the information they now have, that at the end of 10 years, 80%, of all of the tax benefits go to the top 1%. Further, in the midst of all of this stuff, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there is a $450 billion cut in Medicare. Mm-hmm. Now, you may remember that when Trump ran for president, he promised working families, oh, he's not going to cut Medicaid, he's not going to cut Medicaid. A trillion dollar cut in Medicaid, $450 billion cut in Medicare. What this is, is a massive transfer of wealth. It's the Robin Hood principle in reverse. He's taking from working families and low income uh, people. And- uh, I don't I don't think you know what the Robin Hood principle is. He does not know. You take from the rich. Give to the poor. That's actually not even the Robin Hood principle. No, no people miss this, and the left loves to use this. Really? They want to play Robin Hood. The story of Robin Hood isn't, and this is what do we say? Robin, he took from the rich and gave to the poor. Yes. That's reprehensible. Mm-hmm. Taking from anybody and giving to anybody else yes. is wrong. Yes. Taking from somebody and giving to somebody else is wrong. Mm-hmm. Taking is wrong. Yes. That isn't what Robin Hood did. What did he do? Robin Hood fought the government. He fought a totalitarian. He took from the totalitarian. He took from the the monarch who was corrupt and evil and oppressing people. He fought for freedom. Mm. That's really what it was about. But we say he took from the rich. He took from the rich who stole it from the people. He tells of the government using the power of taxation, having them under his. And he's forgotten that part there. <laughs> So he wants to redistribute. So yes. back there, just a couple of seconds to listen to and misunderstand the, the Robin Hood principle. It's the Robin Hood principle in reverse. 
He's taking from working families and low-income people and giving it As to the he, super rich. Okay, and, now hold right there. So Trump and others are taking from the poor and giving to the rich. Yes, according because to Bernie Because the taxes. Sanders. He's yes. talking about the little tax yep. plan in that. Um, no, he's not taking anything from the, the poor. The poor do not pay. What? What he means is they're not giving the poor more st- enough stuff. Ah. The poor, they don't pay taxes. There's a huge percent in America who pay no income tax. They may still pay some sales tax and things like that, gas tax. They do not pay income tax, period. In fact, there are poor people that get money back even though they don't pay into tax as part of the government redistribution. So the child tax credit, if you don't pay in, if you say, okay, Chris, you didn't make enough to actually owe any taxes. Okay. Okay. So we're going to give you all that back because you don't actually make enough. You Everything you paid in that they withheld from you, mm-hmm. you get all of that back. Mm. So again, you didn't make enough no, I did not. to get any, uh, tax, you know, yeah. any tax savings mm-hmm. or whatever. You get all of it back. You didn't mm-hmm. actually pay any. Mm-hmm. We will now give you more money back oh. because you have the, the children. Oh, okay. You have it. So it's just another redistributive yes. effort. Yes. So the president tax plans don't take from the poor to give to the rich because the poor do not pay. What he means is they're not giving them enough free stuff. And the 80 percent, 80 percent of the tax breaks goes to the top one percent. Yeah, because they actually pay taxes. So a tax break would go to people who pay taxes. Yes. How do you get a tax break if you pay no taxes? Yes. This is insane. Well, tax breaks should go to people who don't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you give a tax break to people who don't pay taxes? A <laughs> little more from Bernie Sanders. This creating is. a one and a half trillion dollar uh, deficit. As at the you end know. Of Hold it right As there. You- and cue into like the last 30, 45 seconds there, if you would, Kirk. He's suddenly concerned about deficits. Yes. Because of this, they're creating a deficit. Yes. Okay. Yes. Here he is when he gets to the, uh, toward the Medicare plan. Earth should join every other major country on earth in guaranteeing health care to every man, woman, and child. This is not a radical idea. In fact, poll after poll shows that a majority of the American people support that idea. People want to know why as a nation, George, we are spending twice as much per capita on health care as do the people of Canada or many of the European countries, while our healthcare outcomes are not necessarily as good, and people also hold on. Wait, 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 you catch that? He's a, while our healthcare outcomes are not necessarily good, are not necessarily. Yes, there are exceptions. <laughs> we have the best healthcare on the planet. Yes, we do. Period. We do. It's not. It's not a question. I mean, we spend far too much for it, and there it's a poor system. How we buy insurance and how this whole thing is laid out. But it is the best healthcare, quality healthcare on the planet. And by the way, it's government that actually stops it from being uh, cheaper because of the rules and regulations they have in place when it comes to insurance as well as healthcare in general. It's very difficult to just go out and provide healthcare, it's very difficult to do. But Bernie Sanders, yet we do not have necessarily the best outcome. Okay, so why don't you just go ahead and use the NHS, Bernie? Bernie, right. you're, you're old. Yes. That means if Bernie Sanders went uh, was under the NHS system in the UK or Canada's health system and said, I need certain things done, Bernie would not get those procedures. Nope. Because he is too old. They have to, they have to draw the line somewhere. They don't have unlimited uh, services. 
based on financing. So they draw the line. This is the death panels that we discussed during the Obamacare debates. Bernie Sanders would not likely get those services. So Bernie, if you love it so much, why not just use the NHS? He won't. Why not go ahead and do that? He won't do that. Because he knows the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt roll operators. So, there you have it. This is, is The Morning show. Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's been kind of odd. I'm all over the place. I've been borderline triggered. Oh, no, you've been triggered you more than triggered I've been. You too? Nah, I wasn't triggered. You were a little triggered. I was playing to you. I was giving you that since oh, you've been so triggered. Oh, okay, sure. Since you've been so triggered, oh, okay. I was playing. Wink, wink, wink. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. so that you, be, you feel good inside. Yes, we're, like, all, uh, yeah, we're all buying that. Yes, yes. Uh, Jack Olsado Trump saying what I learned today. But, Doug, don't you know that proper grammar is racist and bad grammar is racist? I mean, listen, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. But, dang, dude, come on. You can't um, get the S in sports, please. <laughs> TJ Toppin, bringing it back. He will not divide us. He will not divide us. He will not, he divide, will not divide us. He will not divide he us. Will not us. He will not divide us. <laughs> and we have not heard from Mr. LaBeouf in a while. We have not. He's been on the news, but he's still kind of like... He isn't like, like no. fighting in the news. No, so the not, meds are, are working yes, right the, now. He's back on the meds. Okay, that's probably the, what it is. Remember when he went out to the woods and really was not in the woods in the little... He was in a different cabin yes, with somebody else. Yes. And they didn't have outside contact, work. except they had outside contact. Yeah. <laughs> seemed to, to work. Mm, maybe bring him back. Him. Well, we got to be close to another episode because he'll get off his meds within the next six months. <laughs> maybe after the midterms. <laughs> I say before the end of the year, we have a significant Shia LaBeouf date. Significant in like... Oh, he starts duking it out Okay, got it. Something will happen, yeah. Justin Sprognaut saying, Don Lemon brought brought LeBron James just to boost boost his pathetic ratings. Yeah, really. That's probably what it was. LeBron's a big name. Didn't LeBron move somewhere else now to a new team? Uh, yeah, he's going to California, he's going right? to LA. LA, yeah, yeah. LA, yeah. Lakers, okay, Lakers. yeah, yeah. I think he lives in Vegas, by the way. I don't even think he lives in Cleveland. He's got so many homes. Yeah, it's that's like, true. You make that saying? much money. What am I thinking? You were the sports guy. What's I mean, with that beard he had too. What's with the beard? Like I like the beard. That was a horrible no, beard. No, stop it. Did you see the shape of it? Yes. No, that's it. Was it was Kirk. sleek? I'm with you, Jock. Did, of course, anything? of course, you guys are with me. What I mean, with mean? each other. What are you talking about? <laughs> white. What you are out to get you. You both are white and against minorities. Wow. Wow. Because we don't like the style of beard. Of a what? Of a what? What? What the color of the man? What is the you're color? The race what card on this? What is the color of that man? Oh, because no white guys have beards. Uh, they do. Okay. And, they, and do they look good? I would say white guys have more beards than more know. white guys have beards. What are you saying? Oh, I'm saying I'm saying it was James, a bad looking keep beard. It. it was not bad. It was it was slick and fly. Okay, perhaps we just move on to bomb shot. On. Wow, Chris, major triggered there. Major trigger. You guys got triggered by me calling you racist, which you were being racist because you called out his beard. See, look who's yelling. Trigger. Look who's yelling. I'm just talking in a nice even tone. No, no, you do that because you know it's going to trigger me because I know. Oh, see, it? it's going <laughs> up again. Starting, starting. I'm just nice even tone. Hey, check out Balm Shot. 
B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T, balmshot.com. And order some Balmshot lip balm. It's the best lip balm out there, even if it's just for the novelty of the applicator. Yeah. It is awesome. It's done in a lookalike shotgun shell. Yes. Wayne, who developed it, said, what can I use for an applicator? Because the ones that are out there all suck. Hey, shotgun shell. I wonder if that'll work. And he actually used to just fill shotgun shells for himself. With balm shot. I mean, with uh, lip balms. yeah, Yeah, with lip balm. It worked well. And lo and behold, people are like, hey, that's kind of cool. Where can I get some? His wife nudges him. Start a business. <laughs> that was in 2010. Here it is eight years later. He's in 3,000 stores wow. nationwide. Going great. Sponsor of the broadcast. And is trying to build up the website and ordering online because he knows that's kind of the way that's to the, the future. future. Balmshot.com. If you go there and you order two, three, four, they'll throw in an extra one. If you use the promo code DOC, they're going to give you free shipping. And if you order six, they're going to give you a ball cap. Yeah. Ball cap, Chris, Chris yeah. wearing one right now. I think I have a challenge. We know that it works TSA, Mexican TSA. Mm-hmm. We know it works in America TSA. Right. It does not work in Disney. Mm-hmm. I would like to see our audience take the bomb shot in different locations, see if it works, oh, see if it does not work. If you're going into the courthouses in America yes. with the metal detectors. We would like to know if that works. Anywhere they scan, something like that, yes. see if they do. If they do, please let us know. I think that's a good challenge for our audience. It is. Yeah, there's so many I'm going to get in trouble. Really? Because they'll they'll mouth off like I would too. Oh don't, yeah, don't mouth don't out. mouth off. No, you yeah, can, you can ask them, but yes, don't cross. We just don't want you to get in trouble. Yes, we want you in there. Or don't do mouth we? off a little bit, just not enough to get in trouble. If you're in Florida, please get in trouble so we can read you on the Friday night. Oh, even better. Balmshot.com. <laughs> Check it out today. Balmshot.com. Don't forget the promo code Doc. The entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do we are building america sifu matthew joining us now from the martial arts of wellness.com hey sifu how are you i'm doing great how are you doing well where are you located i am located in los angeles and new york city okay so you're you're kind of split explain yeah. what it is you do the martial arts of wellness so it's using martial L, well uh, martial arts beyond just defense and you know and battle to to be well to be healthy yeah yeah so so basically i am known as the injury whisperer on the internet and i have gotten known for healing uh, conditions rapidly that do not respond to regular treatments so i've worked with athletes professional athletes i've worked with a lot of uh, different types of injuries where people cannot get uh, resolved quickly and a lot of times they come to me and i'm able to help them heal quickly And so what I did was I created a system based on my understanding of how the body can heal from doing martial arts, which is a very sophisticated system of understanding the electricity of the body. And I put it into a system that people can do on their own at home or in classes. So this way, if they're not in my presence, but they want to get stronger, they want to heal themselves, they want to learn more about power, they can use this system to do that. Interesting. Because, now, Chris had showed me um, some stuff about you online. And as soon as people hear what you do, you know that there's going to be yeah. people who challenge it, right? There's a certain question of like, course, oh, it's one course. of those snake oily type things. But your yeah. track record is amazing. Thank you. I mean, you got yeah. a lot of people that are, uh, you know, say, hey, this guy's helped me. This guy's on to something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, you know, this is the message, okay, that you, you got to understand whenever you're doing anything that people are not used to, they're always going to, there's always going to be this level of ignorance where they're going to question it because they don't understand it. But just because people don't understand something does not mean that it's not real. 
you know, we've been doing wrong stuff for years. We've been eating foods with chemicals. Hmm. We've been um, watching shows that are damaging to us. We've been doing sports sometimes too much that can hurt us. We don't question it. We think it's okay because we're not thinking about what we're doing. So I'm presenting something to people in a way that I know it's 100% scientifically sound. In fact, I'm actually discussing with several uh, medical organizations and universities about doing studies right now. So on a daily basis, I see these amazing healings happen that you would literally sit there and go, wow, this is a miracle, or this has to be snake oil. But it's really just understanding how the body works. And we've gotten so disconnected from how the body works. So I'm literally just bringing that connection back and showing you, hey, guys, there's another way to do this. It's not snake oil. If you follow what your body's doing on a day-to-day basis, you'll, you'll be like, wow, this is actually obvious. Well, right. And I think with some of what you're talking about, too, is absolutely the future. This is something that people are going to want more and more and more to say, how does your body work properly? Uh, 100%. You know, there's a, there's a massive trend for wellness now. I, I don't know the numbers. I think it's like a trillion-dollar trend. And so when you have this, uh, this rising in society, you're going to have a lot of real stuff. And then, as you know, there's also going to be a lot of things that are just trying to make money quickly off of people, like put out a quick supplement, um, go to the clinic and, and get an injection. Uh, whatever it is, there's also this whole thing of the body's natural mechanism. And so I want people on a global level to start realizing that we're so much more than we think we are, and that when we start to just listen and get some guidance into what we have already, not what we need to go and get, but what we have already inside ourselves, it's so powerful, you can heal so many things. And when I'm talking about healing, I'm not talking about, oh, I have an injury. I'm talking about mental imbalances. I'm talking about emotional problems. I'm talking about all the imbalances that cause what you see in the political world and what you see on television that you don't like, all of these things have to start first from healing at home in your own sort of uh, chambers, we'll call it. You know, your own little warrior's, uh, warrior's cove, I like to call it. You know, it makes so much sense, too, because some of the things that we recognize as a problem, pain in the body, for example is actually a reaction because your body is trying to, to heal itself. It's trying or, or deal with something. So if you understand how some of this stuff works and you listen to your body, you're going to be able to naturally do some things. For example, when I am working out, when I'm uh, running more and um, you know, focused on that, I want less bad food. I start yeah. craving even things I don't like because healthy. I'm in the store. I'm like rutabaga. I don't even know what that is, but I feel like I should be eating it. You know. So whether it's physical or mental, you're right. It your body's kind of telling you. You know, it's so great that that you have that experience because I try to tell people there's this incredible. Um, I like to call it the silent universe. Okay, there's so much being said if you're just quiet for a minute or five minutes and you start to really listen there's so much information that you can get that is so useful because your body's so smart and it knows exactly what it wants. Think of, think of how many times, whether it's you were going to go on a date or you were going to go to a bar or you were going to go somewhere and you knew right away you shouldn't do it and you overrode it. You uh. just literally, your mind's kind of overrode it. And look at 
the price that you had to pay for it. And, and I'm literally going to say this because there's probably people out there right now who are listening who are thinking like, oh, my God, you know, my marriage or this relationship or the time I went to play basketball <laughs> and I broke my ankle and I wasn't feeling good about it. But there's, there's so many signals that if we listen to, we would actually be able to be happier, be healthier and slow down. That's a great point. So the, the website is themartialartsofwellness.com. And if somebody's listening yes. and they say, listen, I've got nerve damage or uh, bones or a pain or whatever, how, do they just contact you through the, the website? Yeah, yeah. They can reach out uh, through email. There's, a, um, there's an email form to contact me through the website. And then I will get back to them as soon as there's, there's room because things are getting busy now. But yeah. <laughs> okay. I do have a question, Sifu. Um, yeah, I have PTSD. Please. And okay. I'm, I have a TBI and I have all these mental problems. So for veterans, because we do have a lot of veterans listening to this broadcast, mm-hmm. um, can you give us a, like a quick tip on how can we, you know, kind of de-stress de- 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 ourselves? Yeah. Um, here's something you can do right away. And also follow up with me because I will set up a program for you guys. I will post some private information for you okay. guys okay. specifically of a program because I would really like to help you with this. Okay. Really, really. Okay. Uh, something that you can do that is extraordinarily helpful and simple is start by facing the north. So the northern direction is electromagnetically a calming direction. The, the south is stimulating. So whenever you have a PTSD problem, the nerves are overfiring in a certain area and you can't get out of that loop or rhythm. So just facing that direction and sitting wow. and pressing your feet really firmly on the floor will automatically activate the parasympathetic nervous system. That's one. Second thing you can do is you can pick your left hand up you pick the left hand up like over your head. And again, I'll, I'll put this on a video for you guys and then put the right hand down toward the floor. What that's going to do is it's going to calm the right side of the body, which is the active side. It's going to stimulate your parasympathetic nerve. So think of it like an antenna, left hands up, right hands pointing down. And then you do a breath like a, a um, you do a three count. So you do three in, three hold, three out, three hold. Mm. You keep repeating that. And then you start paying attention primarily to the new feelings that are coming in because you're going to get new minerals from that direction. So as the new feelings come in, you'll start to feel like, wow, I'm actually really calm. I'm telling you, if everybody does this right now at home and you sit there for about five minutes, uh, could be three minutes or even 10 minutes, you'll be like, oh my God, something just dramatically shifted. Awesome. Hey, yeah. let's, let's talk right for on. a quick second about the business of this, too, about yeah. growing a business. Um, yes. Th- that cannot be easy to grow a business like you're talking about, because a lot of the stuff that you've wanted to do or have done yeah. has been in person, and then you try to extend it. So that's got to be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the trickiest part is the differentiation from a marketing vantage point. So initially, it was getting people to believe like, wow, this is actually real. But I found that once I started to go out and really make a strides in the media, it was sort of like inevitable because if you're really good at something and you're unique, well, people are going to want it. And that's, that's uh, a word of advice to all businesses is carve out your uniqueness and honor your uniqueness and then go for that. Um, the other side, which you know, I'm still always working on, is the marketing differentiation part, which is letting people know, hey, this is different from everything else. And then, and then the last step is obviously the, the expansion, and that's coming through the videos, which I'm going to be doing hundreds and hundreds of videos for things like PTSD, 
healing this injury so that people can find me uniquely and go, okay, this guy really knows what he's doing and I want, I want help, so I'm going to listen to him. Mm. So what I want to do too, I want to encourage everybody to go to the martialartsofwellness.com. And uh, for the veterans in the audience, people with PTSD, like Chris said, it's something we focused on. If they start seeing some help, I, I want to work with you down the road, Sifu, uh, to see if we can sure. help them even more. Because this is something we have to take care of. Well, let's do, let's do this. You know, I was actually speaking with um, a Navy SEAL commander. Uh, it was like last week, and we were talking about doing something for the veterans because he has a program as well. Okay. I'm extremely interested in setting up healing groups in the city. Good. And I can really help you guys. So if we can get some groups together and you can help me organize this, um, I will donate time and start to actually really do it myself. Because, you know, when I show up in a room, and I actually start working on an injury, it's different than you doing the stuff at home. I can I actually help you shift your elect- electromagnetism and, and have had major success with PTSD. That so sounds I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Let's That's, join, boys. That sounds awesome. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's the martialartsofwellness.com. We'll be in touch and let us know what we can do to help you out. Okay, Sifu? Yeah. Thanks, Thank buddy. Thank you. Have and a beautiful day, guys. You as well. Bye-bye now. Martialartsofwellness.com. I should have been, Chris, I should have planned this. I what? should have. What? I should have. I could have messed with you so much. In what way? I could have, when you ask him the question about what you could do. Uh huh. Oh say, yes. Okay, yes, stand yes. up, Chris. Stand up right now. Here's what we'll do. <laughs> Put on this nurse outfit. By the way, it actually makes sense when he said plant your feet, you know, like that, because I remember on the back on the sessions that I do with my psychologist, that was the first thing that went plant your feet, mm-hmm. and she always made me turn my chair. Mm. I wonder if that was north. I don't know. It could have been. So it's, it's really interesting. I'm interested. What were you yuckle, chuckle buttoning oh. about something? <laughs> I saw a picture. Your wife tweeted a picture out of Whitey got a hold of, of her phone and took a selfie. Yeah. He plays with her phone all the time. But that he is just so took it. I just saw it. Cool. It's really a funny one. <laughs> it's like so cool. Yeah. That's a good selfie. You should keep that one. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was. She that's, that's texted cool. to me earlier today. Did you just post it? We'll I just post posted it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. We'll come back and wrap things up. First, I got to tell you about the iTarget Pro system waiting for you at iTargetPro.com. You got to remember the promo code DOC to get tw- yes. uh, 10% off. So it brings price down to about 80 bucks or so mm-hmm. i target pro system is so cool um especially during these summer months too or as we head to the holidays at the end anytime you have a gathering of family this is a fun activity you can use yes. with the family too so it's a children adults you can use it for sport or just you know like I said as we get down to the end of the year and you got those family gatherings you're stuck inside on a cold day or something you can fire inside it's a target shooting program that is like dry firing in that, you know, you're not actually sending a round out that's going to hurt something. It's just a little laser pulse. But it works with a proprietary app on your phone so you know where you would have hit. It's like a video game, essentially, but with your gun. It works with your yep. gun, whichever gun you normally use. So you're becoming better and better, more proficient, a better shot with your gun while playing this seeming video game, Star essentially. Wars game. It's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I've been to ranges and I've seen sophisticated systems like this where you get to work with your gun or whatever. What's the price? Oh, I'm sure they cost literally millions of dollars yeah. to install the system. By the they time do. you get the range in yes. and you got the uh, the backdrop and the video that go with it, this is going to cost you like $80. Yep. You can buy a couple of them and have in your house and do uh, competitions, whatever. It's a great system. It's iTarget Pro, the letter I, Target Pro. iTargetPro.com. Remember the promo code, DOC. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned the title on my business card says Turd in Punch Bowl. (laughs) It really so often is. We learned from LeBron James, President Trump's is using sport to divide the United States of America's. Whoa, that is so wrong. What do you mean? What's with the S's and the no S's? What are you talking? I said... You put S where it doesn't belong. I don't know what you're talking about. We learned from LeBron James that President Trump's is using sport to divide the United States of America's. Okay. What's wrong with it? You don't think he is? No. None of that. No. No. We learned that from LeBron James. (laughs) About sport. LeBron James? LeBron James. It's LeBron James. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. And it's Trump, not Trump's. Are you sure? And it's president, not presidents. Hmm. I noticed you didn't say sports. Oh, yeah. I'll give him that. We learned that Twitter and Facebook are working to stop the spread of false news, except theirs. Yes. Everybody else's. We must get a handle on this. Hypocrites. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> okay, that's pretty much the only way of looking at it. I was going to say. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? I don't condone shooting someone for buying too much porn. No. But I understand it. You understand it's it. It's free on the internet. Stop buying it. What are you buying this stuff for? Uh, LeBron James has a Yes, new- I mean, the internet and AI and technology yes. is going to kill yes. jobs and likely damn us to a, a, a time of, um, of servitude. Yes, yes. Yes. But there's an upside. There Free is. porn. Yes. I mean, come on. You got to get something come on, here. Man. Come on, man. Uh, LeBron Jem has a new tag. He has divided us. He has divided us. He has divided us. us. He has he divided, has divided us. us. Do you realize you said LeBron Jem? I did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did. <laughs> and finally, I learned. Program. I <laughs> and finally, I learned I can't believe I work with two racist people. Listen, Sarah has some racist tendencies. No, Pat I'm Gray's talking about... Known to no, I'm Martin talking about... Martin, too. Martin. You know, I'm talking about Martin. you okay. and Kurt. Joel. Because we mentioned a man's beard? No, because you mentioned a black man's beard that does not look good on him when it does look good on him. It does not look good on okay. him. All right. Kurt Jones, Spin of the Dials, Radio Style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned today that Chris is triggered by white facial hair. Thank you. White <laughs> facial hair triggers you. What? That's right. That's Glenn's right. white does. facial Racist. hair triggers you. Racist. Oh, my God. You, you mean white are... people's facial hair, not yeah. white facial hair. Yeah, white people's facial oh, hair, okay. yes. Okay, I was going to say, because there's only yeah, white people, people facial hair white hair. facial hair. Yes. Okay, yes, yes. yes. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Coopersville's learning, according to LeBrun, although not spelled in the actual word, both has a letter F. Yes. Mm-hmm. Polish saying, uh, American saying, what, Isn't I learned Polish? No, it's, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said Coopersville's. Well, what is it? Is it copper? It's Coopersville, yes. No, you said Coopersville's. Oh, you guys You put an suck. S at the end of it. Based on the story, you think that the old man will have... A thick enough skull to stop the 22. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> the C42 saying uh, roach porn, hashtag root 34. It's out there. TJ Topping saying the Don Lemon, uh, Don the Lemon is still on air. I had no idea he was still alive. You said TJ Toppins. No, I didn't, Doc. Yep. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just realized I didn't get the I new numbers on procrastinations. So uh, but we'll get to them tomorrow's. 
What uh, else do we have coming up tomorrow? I don't know. You know what? I don't know. What does Glenn's up. Bex have coming up today? A la Sean Spicer. What? Sean Spicer's going to be on. Are them. you kidding me? We asked for him. What is Glenn Waring's today's? Positive sheep, but now it's like bad sheep. Bad sheep. Wow, okay. You're really triggered. I am. Remember, the morning blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six separate Tyrannists. <laughs> what was that? Gunasif Cannons? Gunasif Cannons, wherever you are. Ajak, now you go home. Good <laughs> Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.